from the studio that brought you such chilling classics as Puppet Master, Castle Freak, and Ghoulies. <laughs> Comes a rip-roaring adventure of buccaneers and lost treasure. Sail the high seas with us as we cut through the jungles and swim through, the, swim, swim with the fishes, literally with a mermaid, <laughs> on our way to Magic Island. That's right, it's grunt work. Home video. Yo-ho, yo-ho. Oh, we're doing all of the things that we do. <laughs> it's the grunt work life for me. Here on Grunt Work, the only podcast about the movie Magic Island that has ever existed, and I can say that with full confidence without even looking it up. We, we thought we would be the only home improvement podcast, but we will not be proven wrong here. <laughs> and I think that what we're doing is exposing an injustice in the world that there are no podcasts about the movie Magic Island, which should be the subject of every podcast. <laughs> at least once. Um, at least, or no, I want a full season of Serial about the production of this film, because there are questions. Uh, I am Landon Solano, joined always by my co-host, Truman Caps. Uh, no nicknames no this nicknames. week, because, <laughs> because on Magic Island, we need no nicknames. <laughs> I, well, I don't know, Jack got one. Okay, Jack got, well, but we didn't hear it right. We thought he was Magi, but it turns out he was Mad Jack the entire time. <laughs> And I, I still didn't reference reference him as anything other than ZTB the entire time. Oh my god, time. me too. That's also part of the magic of Magic Island. Should we let people in to know what we did here and what Magic Island is? I, well, you can't really know what Magic Island yeah. is. It's yeah, like the Matrix. You have to be you have to take the red pill, not in the incel way, but just right. in the Magic Island way. Yeah. Um, so we are uh, on our mid-season break, and we are delivering you guys some bonus episodes. And we are we are insane <laughs> right now. We have been driven nuts. So uh, we put a poll out on Twitter yes. asking, uh, you know, what would you guys like for us to cover? Do you want us to cover Tom and Jack? Uh, or Tom and Huck, the, yeah, uh, <laughs> the JTT uh, uh, Tom Sawyer story? Yeah. Do you want us to cover Santa Claus 2? Uh, you guys said yes. Cover Santa Claus too, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then like the electoral college <laughs> turns out just enough people voted for Jill Stein that actually something else happened. <laughs> what that something else was, uh, we unearthed um, a little film <laughs> called Magic Island. Uh, that stars, and when I say star, I mean it was a starring vehicle the, for the, Zachary Ty Bryan. Yes, the stars were quite bright because only one star was in this movie. <laughs> Maybe a little dimmer for the presence of one other actor from Third Rock for the Sun, yeah, speaking of astrology. Um, and a, uh, yeah, another, well, we'll get there in due time. Yes. Uh, so we watched <laughs> this movie called Magic Island, released on home video in 1995. Oh. Uh, we'll get into the production stuff momentarily uh because who doggies certainly we can't not talk about the fact that this is from the same production company that made castle freak i mean that's amazing not a single castle in this movie <laughs> um uh but i want to say you guys have probably never heard of this movie how do i know that because i know a lot about movies and i didn't know this movie existed <laughs> until last week <laughs> This movie did not premiere at the Cannes Film Festival. It was not a recipient of the Palme d'Or. No, this uh, has been also three years of looking at the Home Improvement cast on IMDb and going through their backlog, looking at trivia for them. Yeah. And I still overlooked this. 
in Zachary Ty Bryan's uh, filmography. That's part of the magic of Magic Island. If just anybody could find <laughs> Magic <laughs> Island. You know, Landon, on Let's Magic see, that, was, that was the thing. I opened the, the IMDb book. Ah, uh, yes, of course. <laughs> the book took me in. Because only because you leaned so close and said, yeah. wow, this is awesome. <laughs> um, no, but on the Land- Magic Island chooses you. You don't uh-huh. choose. Like, it, it, the movie found it, us. It revealed itself to me. All, everyone everyone listening to this has obviously sat into their computer and Googled Magic Island Zachary Ty Bryan, and they're not seeing anything because they have not been chosen by the island to have this adventure. <laughs> uh, well, that's really unfortunate because this movie is streaming on YouTube. Uh, if you want to watch it in the exact way that we did, which is a VHS rip onto YouTube. Yeah, and I feel like, did you think we lo- we lost some anything in the quality no, of the No, I, I think we gained something, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Yeah, it allowed us to give the benefit of the doubt to some of the directorial decisions. <laughs> Uh, so if you want to watch before we go into this movie, I don't recommend it <laughs> because I don't think that, I mean, you weigh in as well, but I don't think them watching this is going to make what we say any more coherent, uh, than it already isn't going to be. I mean, I feel like if you watch it as you're falling asleep and then pick up with us listening tomorrow and kind of have a vague memory of some of these things, that might be the perfect the way. Perfect you, way. You have yeah. to forget. You have to like not be conscious. Like play it as you're sleeping, so you're not consciously <laughs> yeah. aware of the movie. Well, you know, YouTube also has that uh, double speed feature. Ah, so yes, yes. maybe do that and skim at the same yeah. time. <laughs> And, and while you're doing that, have, like, cheesecloth draped over your computer so you can only see some of it. I, I, w- I will say, if you're going to watch any part of it, there's a scene with... I don't want to give away the nature of the foliage on the island. Okay, there's a, there's a scene at the end with a particular visual effect shot that I'm certainly going to be very kind to. So if you want to know my favorite part of the movie, uh, go to the last uh, 15 minutes or so. Uh, yeah, also, that happened in the center of the movie. No. Yes. <laughs> no. I'm pretty sure. No. We'll get there. Because time is a weird, fleeting thing while watching this movie. Yeah, time does not work. Nor Like, I'm still on island time. Let's be honest, guys. <laughs> well, while you're there, um, in case people don't want to go and watch this movie, which I, again, do not recommend. Yes. Uh, why don't you give them a little synopsis of what uh, this thing is about? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm going to uh, read you, actually, the synopsis that I got off of uh, the fandom wiki page for Mermaids, on which uh, <laughs> this this movie in my research, it turns out, has a presence. Magic Island is a 1995 movie about a boy who wanted to run away. Okay, that's, it's true so far. It's true so far. No, that's the entire synopsis, but I can elaborate on that. <laughs> If you could say anything about this movie, it's a movie about a boy who wants to run away. So, um, in the movie Magic Island, uh, we meet Zachary yes. Ty Bryan, who plays a boy named uh, Jack. Yes. Uh, Jack is a an only child with a single mom who is a rich, high-powered business type, and even though they had plans to watch a movie and have dinner together, uh, she instead very quickly tells him, oh, no, I have to go to work to get on some big account where I'll make lots of money. Yeah. And he is upset by this, but she leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has, they have a housekeeper, a uh, black woman with a thick Haitian accent and a lot of Haitian clothing and uh, <laughs> certain uh-huh. culturally... I'm not laughing at that fact. I'm laughing at you tiptoeing your way through this. Oh, it's a, it is a, it is a, there's some booby traps in this yes. movie and I'm stepping over vines that have been strung up as tripwires right now, <laughs> lest I be sprayed with sap. It'll all make sense, folks, if your time on the island. Uh, here oh, I come! Donk! <laughs> um, so, 
<laughs> so there's a there's they they have this Haitian housekeeper uh, who is into some mystical magical uh, 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 wild stuff, and she uh, is she though. I have a question about that. Okay. Do you, do you want to launch into it now? No, I, I'm going to okay. save it. I'm going to, like, it's going to be a, a third act uh, reveal. So she's making dinner, uh, and uh, and Jack decides that he wants to, wants to run away, and so he goes to run away, but she intercepts him and says, before you try and run away from home, read a few pages of this book from my ancestor back in Port-au-Prince, Haiti, and she hands him this book called Magic Island. It looks to be a book about pirates. Yep. And he opens it. The book sucks him into... A magical island with <laughs> pirates and stuff, and he goes directly on a, into a sword fight. Yeah, and he gets into an event. Like how deep, how detailed should I go on this? Are we breaking this down uh, like a normal well, episode? Well, here, here's the problem: is that there's no, um, there's no clear arc or what any character has to do beyond get treasure. So I think you can kind of summarize your summary uh, by yeah by saying the pirates and the the buccaneers. Uh, chase each other around a magic island to try to get to the treasure first yeah and that's that's um and then um yeah and then uh uh there's a mermaid and they find some treasure but the real treasure was friendship and uh and then <laughs> it was us stuck on earth all along yes and i don't want to reveal the ending just yet yeah, yeah. because the ending is the best ending <laughs> it's it ends so it's how every movie should end yes Yes, Remains of the Day, <laughs> Kramer versus Kramer, uh, Infinity War. Uh, yeah, but so it's that's that's the sort of broad synopsis. I don't know how much that helps people to know that. Um, well, yeah, you know. So there you yeah, go. Well, so that that gives the 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 groundwork for us diving in, and I think it's important because when you go point by point in this film, I don't think it's going to be easy to get the the broad scope of the story where we're going yeah. what we're doing why we're doing it yeah uh because things just kind of happen yeah <laughs> they the, the movie is just kind of like it it, it pretty much is like uh it, it gets stuck in a gear of people capturing each other over and over and over again it's it's <laughs> yeah. really it's an hour and a half long scooby-doo episode it is it's an hour and 23 minutes and i definitely <laughs> think this could have been cut by 15. Yeah, definitely. No, you could cut out. Uh, you could cut out some bits and bobs. Yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of shocked that it's that long for what this is, because yeah. most of these things are like stretching even the feature length, which I think is 70 minutes at times. So yeah, the yeah. fact that they put in an extra 13 minutes just for us. Uh, I know. I feel <laughs> I'm like I'll give it back. No, you can't give it back. That's the thing. Magic <laughs> Island is in you now. You have it forever. Know. Well, let's uh, <laughs> let's go into the. The deep dive. No, land and run Magic Island. Let's walk the plank, mateys. Oh, well, yeah, I didn't think I'd have to be punished twice, but uh, the, <laughs> here we go. I mean, maybe you'll meet a cool mermaid in the oh, water. Hey, all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we start with uh, confounding pen and track and boom shot of a driveway, uh, what looks like in Malibu. Um, yeah. Hence, this was shot in Mexico. The entire Mexico. film, every location, shot in Mexico. I thought it was Hawaii or something, but Mexico makes sense. Uh, and we pan up to the front of the house. It looks like it's in Malibu. Uh, now, we get the um, Moonbeam Entertainment, and mm. we get, which is a subsidiary of Full Moon. Ah, who do? Yeah. This who is their children's it? label. Yeah. That's, that's like, they also did Castle Freak Babies, <laughs> uh, Invisible Maniac Jr., <laughs> Uh, so, I guess, spoiler alert, this is, uh, uh, 
produced by Albert and Charles Band. Mm-hmm. Um, now, they're known for uh, the films that they produce. They have a castle. They have a mansion. They own these properties. Yeah. And then they choose scripts that they can film directly in those properties. Exactly. I have to like, imagine that this is what's the case here. Yeah. I think it's a Bloomhouse type situation or a Blumhouse type situation. <laughs> we have a house. Here's some money. Make a movie in it. Yeah, exactly. So they... Uh, uh, I have to imagine all of the island stuff is taking place in the backyard of the property that Charles Mann owns in Mexico. Are you saying that because the characters seem to walk through the same patch of forest again and again, but it's <laughs> supposed to be bit. different places? Yeah, but let's not let's not ruin that effect uh, when we get there. Yeah. I, I, God forbid we should ruin the magic of Magic Backyard Island. <laughs> um, I should also say that when we're when you've got this exterior yeah. shot of the house and top billing for Zachary Ty Bryan, the music that's playing in the background. <laughs> I, I I can only I my first note was it has very strong Merlin shop of mystical wonders energy like if you've if you've seen that yeah. not, not to reference one bad movie <laughs> not to another bad movie but uh, it's it's very much that kind of mischievous like you feel like it was written to uh, to images of like a cartoon mouse tiptoeing yes. across a room and instead it's just a house in Mexico apparently my uh, my note was uh, the score is very Richard Brand uh, or yeah, Band yeah. which I wrote before I realized that Charles and Albert Band were the producers of this movie uh, it is very mischievous but that kind of cartoony style which you just said uh, so, I just pulled a Truman there yeah. <laughs> It's Re- a Truman Square. We're still on the outside of the house. So yeah. <laughs> we, we, our uh, first shot of the movie. We, we crane upwards to the yes. second story of this house uh, and presumably go inside mm-hmm. uh, where we then get another 10 minute uh, panning shot around this boy's bedroom. It's like just, it's like a, you know, the opening shot of Back to the Future where we're like <laughs> panning through and we see like three things that become relevant to the plot. Yeah. And it takes a few seconds, and there's cool stuff happening in the background yeah. that's foreshadowing stuff. Like, the tether <laughs> version of that from Us, where it's just very slowly panning across 150,000 things in this kid's room. Uh-huh. Always just, I'm mo- like, just, you know, it's like we start on, like, a pirate ship with weirdly tall masts and yeah. a million sails, and then we pan down. Like and a, across, a model, right? Yeah. yeah, a model, yeah, and then, like, down onto the floor, and there's clothes, and then up to a bookshelf, and then past a TV. Pirate books on it, and the pirate show, like an Errol Flynn movie's playing. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, and then like down, in the, and there's like more pirate clothes on the floor, and like up. Then and all of a down. sudden, we start to see just like twenty seconds of bookshelf. Um, yeah, <laughs> and then uh, uh, we get a lot of toy cars all of a sudden. Yeah, and toy, I was like, oh, scattered. Man, he's going to start to drive or something in this episode to save somebody. <laughs> episode. This, this episode. We're this. We're having an episode yeah. certainly. And all the all the while this is happening, there is just awesome hard rock music. Just the most yeah. incredibly awesome, totally totally real licensed music that was paid. It's, handsomely it's what Tim for. would uh, Tim Taylor would uh, get down on. This is what this is what he, this is music that he and his inf, you know his uh, shall we say more popular co star uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas were jamming out to air yeah, banding on their right. legs. <laughs> but no, we, we're just panning from the, you know a toy car and like a. Game Boy, and then up, and uh, for, and then lo- long panning up across something dark and indistinguishable, and then oh, here's a here's a you know a microphone and some speakers and down, and oh there's my God, a typewriter. The microphone I got questions about. But. Yeah, 
Uh, I got questions about this whole movie. <laughs> and, um, but like the amount of time we've spent panning in this room, it's like his room is a 360 degree. Yeah. Like he lives in a, the Oval Office, basically. <laughs> well, it's certainly not a set. It's a real place. Yeah. Uh, and we get to eventually. I figure we're gonna get to Zachary Ty Bryan asleep it or seems likely. you know doing. I don't know something. Yeah. One of the two quintessential things is like sick in bed or something. Yeah. Uh, but no, he's fine just playing video games. And also, it's not even that this this has been like one unbroken kind of zooming to all these or like pan across yeah. these things and you think okay now it's gonna land on the main character instead just hard cut to him sitting at his desk <laughs> so who knows that could have been like a pov killer shot and the <laughs> killer just happened to come in when nobody was home that was magic island coming for him <laughs> seeking him out uh, uh but as he's playing uh his mom comes into the room um <laughs> You're gonna have to help me make sense of some of this. Stuff. Okay, I uh, yeah, because it's definitely just you not understanding and nothing to do with the movie. The movie is logically airtight. It is it is as seaworthy as a mighty galleon, my lord. So, mom comes in, kneels down next to ZTB, and is like, uh, "Hey, sorry about this little little tyke." Uh, yeah, it was definitely. <laughs> but uh, I gotta go to an 86-hour meeting. An 86-hour meeting? That's what I heard. I oh, Okay, I mean, I, I maybe she said 8 o'clock meeting? I don't know. 86-hour uh, meeting? Well, like, what, like a multi, like, all weekend or something? <laughs> I don't, I couldn't make sense of it at all. Well, she does say, like, and that means I'm going to have to cancel our, our engagement yeah. or our appointment. And he says, it's not an appointment, it's dinner and a movie. <laughs> So I, I guess the fact that she's, like, enough of a yuppie to s call hanging out with her son an engagement, maybe she would, like, talk about an 86-hour <laughs> yeah, right. meeting. Uh, uh, but, but then she goes on to explain, well, you know, I got to make money. I, you know, this is a very important opportunity for me to, yeah. you know, uh, apparently it's an interview. Yeah. I didn't get that from the scene. I got it from context clues in a later scene, but... And she also says, like, it'll be making more money than your dad ever made, implying that she's a single parent. Yes. Yes. Divorced? Widowed? Who knows? Who knows? That's the. It's also a mystery island. <laughs> uh, and then Zachary Ty Bryan just kind of poutily says, "Well, you got to do what you got to do." It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she wants to keep. <laughs> you want to keep playing those video games? How, do, how? Who do you think paid for the millions of things <laughs> in your room that we've spent the past hour looking at before meeting you? Oh, we cut to the kitchen where uh, Mom enters to uh, the woman that will soon become known to us as Lucretia. Yes. You know, there's a song by Blood, Sweat, and Tears called Lucretia McEvil, so that's the first thing I go to <laughs> off this. Uh, she's got, like, a lot of, um, uh, again, I'm back in this minefield of trying to explain it. <laughs> that's why I let you, you have it. She's got a lot of bracelets and jewelry in her ears and jewelry she in her hair. She you plays know, a stereotype. Let's put it that way. If you, folks, a hey, only 90s kids will remember this, a.k.a. kids who were watching TV in, the two th in like, the year 2000. Um, there was a woman named Miss Cleo... Oh yeah. Who, if you called her, she'd have she'd be having the answers to your questions, and I'm not impersonating her accent because that would not be okay. Twenty years later, um, but this, <laughs> I just kind of kind of want to just watch you twist in the wind for the rest I'm, of this episode. I'm t that's uh, the magic wind. Uh, <laughs> this movie gave me magic wind. Uh, I think, but no, but this woman sounds like she sounds and looks a lot like Miss Cleo. Yes, it's just 100%. you've got and and however. However, she's playing into the mystical stereotypes that is going to transform the life of a 
uh, white, uh, overprivileged, <laughs> unearned, yes, <laughs> teenage boy. Yes, uh, I, I have questions about that later too. Th- this, you know, this. Yeah, okay. So anyway, she's down there. She's making up some jambalaya or whatever, <laughs> cooking up some zatarans. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and so she says. I, I think mom cautions her to not do anything too voodoo-y that night or something. She says like, "I'll keep them away from your crystal ball or whatever like that." Ugh. So you know, there's that, <laughs> and. Uh, then uh, we cut to the dinner table. Mom has left for her meeting, her 86-hour meeting in the middle of the night, apparently. Yeah. Um, and uh, ZTB comes down. He's got a Game Boy in hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's completely ignoring Lucretia. Yes. Like, was... rudely so. And when Lucretia's trying to say, like, that, you know, oh, your mom loves you, and she's just really busy, and, you know, she, like, don't take this too hard or anything. He's just flat out ignoring her. And yep. <laughs> to the point of, like, of... Again, I'm gonna use the I'm gonna use the term privilege a lot in this episode. So yeah, let me yeah, just yeah. preface that and yeah, acknowledge yeah, yeah, that yeah, it's yeah. annoying. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, a deep a deep review of the problematic aspects of the movie Magic Island, which had such a a tremulous effect on uh, world culture. But he the tone he takes with her is like, it's a little I'm above you. Why are you talking to me, maid? Just stay in the kitchen. Yes, yes. Black woman who serves us. Don't you dare talk to me. Uh, and he, so he basically says, I'm going to go upstairs with his Game Boy. I, I got to save the princess. <laughs> it's honestly a really good impression. Thank you. Thank you. My <laughs> acting abilities, uh, you know, I, I, I think, you know, yeah, this one, he's he's done better in home improvement episodes. I'll yeah. say that. I don't want to go after a child actor too much, but. Um, but so we cut to uh, ZTP's bedroom. Yes. And he is packing an Arsenio Hall duffel bag. Uh, full of things that you would run away with. Things like a microphone. A pair of speakers. <laughs> a super soaker. Um, a, uh, God, what else does he have? Uh, CD oh, player. Flashlight, yeah. CD, CD player I can get around with. Yeah, flashlight, I guess. But that, that is night. It is, it is night outside. I, we assume, well, yeah, if we assume that the that the establishing shot of his room didn't take us all the way into the morning. Um, I want to say that this, n- knowing already that this is a movie where a kid is going to get sucked into a magical world, I, this this scene is like in the, in the, in the story genre of 90s movie in which a cool kid gets sucked into a magical realm, which includes a kid in King Arthur's court and the sequel, A Kid in Aladdin's Palace. Yeah, also stay tuned. Uh, yeah yeah I, like the big i can't speak to stay tuned because i haven't seen this but the big oh, okay. I, I know that's our next i want to find a home improvement connection just to watch that movie uh, I, I happy to but i feel like a big plot point at least that this shares with those other two movies is yeah. that right before the kid gets sucked into a magical world he packs a bag with a bunch of stuff that's really useful for an adventure, but things you would never carry around together. <laughs> right. Like in in a kid in Aladdin's palace, this guy for what the kid for whatever reason packs like like a, a real like a Sega Dreamcast type thing or something. He's got like the movie or like a Discman player that has like the movie Star Wars on it that can be played <laughs> at some point. Like yeah. in a kid in King Arthur's court, he's got uh, he's got like rollerblades in his bag. Why would <laughs> right. you have rollerblades in your bag? Like it just. Uh, you know, they've clearly, in the process of writing the movie, thought of, okay, he needs these three things. Then they go back to the first scene, and it's like, <laughs> okay, them in there. how can he, why would he have a bag with him? Why would he have <laughs> packed his bag? Uh, so that so that traditional wow. scene takes place. <laughs> it does. And then uh, with his duffel bag in tow, he goes uh, sneaky sneaks down the hall, uh, trying not to 
uh, alert Lucretia. But that's impossible because she has voodoo, uh, voodoo all seeing, sense. All seeing eyes. Yeah, yeah she has OnStar. <laughs> and uh, she, uh, you know, she has him sit down and surmises that he's going to be running away. And she explains to him that, oh, if you want real adventure, you don't have to look any further than home. You know, if you like, why run away when you can have an adventure right here? Uh, and then she goes, here, come here. Let me show you something. And uh, goes to her chest of drawers and... Uh, <laughs> opens up a book that she keeps wrapped up in a sheet. Yep. And, and that... unsheathes it. And, you know, it, you'd think that this is going to be some old artifact, but it just looks like a modern 80s printed uh, book about pirates. But with an awesome name. A very creative name. Yeah. That really, like, you know, there's a lot of mysteries surrounding it. It mm-hmm. makes you wonder, like, what kind of island is this? Like Journey to the Center of the Earth or well, the Mysterious Island or yeah. the time, the island that time forgot. Yes, yes, kind kind of like that, but think with a little bit more brevity, though. We want to get it, like, really under our character count so we still have room for a long hashtag. Like, what, what do you think, then, would it be? <laughs> Mystery Island. Okay, well, close in terms of the first letter, but if we just want to shrink that a bit, can we get that down to, like, five characters? Miss Island. You know, well, that's that's actually the name of a reality show in which in which a man has to marry an island. It's not it's not popular outside of a certain fetish group in uh, in uh, in the the outer Pacific Islands. Uh, yeah. So the book is called. Let's say it together. Magic Island. Let's say it alone. Magic Island. <laughs> I didn't island. actually know what it was called. The book is called Magic Island. Oh, I thought it was a movie. Yeah, well, that's 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 part of the confusion and the magic of the movie. Oh, it of said the, the name yes, of the movie. Yeah. The book is the movie. Yes, the, and, and it soon will be the board game from Mattel. I'm sure the tie-in that, that never quite got released. Uh, but so she hands him, I guess, the novelization of the movie that he's in. Actually, this is kind of... <laughs> is this like in the Spaceballs meta movie? Yeah. Oh, the end of Spaceballs where they put the VHS on. Yeah, and they just watch the movie, or like in, or like in the Muppet movie when they just look at the screenplay to see what they do next. Yeah. Um, well, because that kind of just wind up doing that. Yes. But so yeah, she just basically tells this this kid who is really disaffected, this unhappy thirteen year old who feels that his mother doesn't want him and is done with the world. She gives him the advice that every thirteen year old wants to hear. Hey. Read this book. <laughs> uh, it'll change your life, sure as it did mine. Yeah. And I, I want to understand. So she says that her ancestor, Marguerite, wrote this book. Yes. It's a book about white buccaneers fighting yeah. pirates, uh, written in the time of pirates. Yeah. When pirates were despicable, dangerous uh, scary people, not the Peter Pan characters that we know and love today. So you're seizing on that and not the fact that her ancestor in the 1700s wrote a book in which a kid uses, like, a boombox and <laughs> a super soaker to defeat pirates? Uh, I mean, that's that would be that would be my big question. Um, <laughs> but he doesn't know that yet. I, I guess, but so then this takes us into, like, a Back to the Future type conundrum or, like, a Terminator <laughs> style, like, like would, it, would it have happened if they had stopped themselves in the past? Oh, also, I'm sorry. One other thing that he grabs from his room. This is important to mention. Oh, yeah, okay. this. He, for, but when he's packing his bag, he reaches under his bed and he grabs a cigarette lighter from under his mattress. And it's just presented so as like, yeah, whatever. It's for all those cherry bombs. Sure. 
I don't know. I just feel oh, like those firecrackers. Yeah, those firecrackers. Thirteen-year-olds are lighting up. I mean, I don't know. It's just like I feel like that would be a hard sell in a movie today. Like Disney yeah. Plus would be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are we assuming this kid's doing with this lighter? We can't imply smoking. <laughs> um, but so he he has a lighter with him as well. Like yeah. so for like rewind the podcast and listen to all of our previous stuff. Us talking about uh, about the name of the island and everything. But picture that. With knowing that he has a cigarette yeah, lighter, because that's got a little edge to him, so you need that. Yeah, he's an edgy. Yeah, he may as well have a slingshot sticking out of his back pocket. This kid. <laughs> uh, anyway, she tells him his, his jeans are not going to be as long as they are for much longer. Let me tell you that. Uh, she tells him, "Hey, go read this book about pirates," and he goes, "I'm 13," completely ignoring the fact that his room is just wall-to-wall pirate fer- paraphernalia. Yeah, and little toy cars. <laughs> um. Anyway, she says that, uh, you know, maybe reading a pirate story will take your cares away. Now, get to your bedroom and go read that fucking thing. Yeah, and and call me at, at 1-900-777-7223, and I will tell your future. We're, we're, maybe worth mentioning, um, the woman playing Lucretia is yes. Janet Dubois, uh, who we know from Home Improvement uh, from season one. Mm-hmm. She's the woman that wrote the Jeffersons theme song. Yes. Uh, and we saw her, was it this season or the end of last season? Um, I think it was the end of in last the book season? club. Yeah, I th- oh I know it, it was this season. Yeah, this season. So then we also know that she does not have a thick Haitian accent <laughs> no, normally. She doesn't no, uh, or or maybe she does and she's doing an American accent. Oh, really interesting. Think about that. Wow. Well, you know what? I then if she's doing an American accent, that's very respectful to my culture thank as you. an American person. Why am I thanking you? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, well, Landon. Why are you thanking me? <laughs> ZTP. He goes to his bedroom, throws everything on the floor, including yeah. the book. Yeah. Which is uh, a theme. Uh, that we come to it's, in the, a recurrence let's put it that way maybe not a theme throwing things on the ground no the book specifically yeah well I mean maybe <laughs> it's like uh, well, if, who, Fateful Findings uh, who's the guy Neil who Breen yeah it's like Neil Breen and his thing Just about throwing laptops, laptops on, on the, the ground, ground yeah. maybe maybe you know in the <laughs> 90s laptops were far too expensive to throw on the ground but they had books lying around everywhere <laughs> Uh, anyway, he face plants onto his bed and uh, turns on the TV to watch some more Errol Flynn and, and falls asleep. It, but he, like, turns on the Errol Flynn, like, all the lights are on, turns on the Errol Flynn movie, falls asleep instantly. instantly yeah. Just so quick. And also, the last thing he sees is the is this Errol Flynn movie where one of the, where the hero is, like, jumping off the mast of a pirate ship and sliding down the sail, cutting a big hole in it with a knife. Yeah. Now in the movie The Goonies, Chunk and the and the deformed guy yeah. are watching that movie when they're locked in a room together, and then that gives them the idea to later in the movie do that to get yes. down the pirate ship. And so I see that happen, and I'm thinking like, oh, okay. So in the end of the movie, the kid's gonna do that thing. <laughs> and I got my hopes really high that you I was did, gonna yeah. see that thing happen. And now you gotta go watch The Goonies. Yeah, to, I, well, to get that out of your system. Yes, because I have I have. Tearing open a uh, tearing open a sail blue balls right now because it doesn't happen. Um, but yes, he falls. So he falls asleep he with falls the lights asleep, on, and he starts hearing voices. Well, even after he turns off the TV, yeah, yeah, yeah. Super surprised by this, he can't yeah. quite pinpoint it. where. What? What is? Where are these voices coming? What, they're not speaking on? directly to him. No, but they're speaking around him. Yes, it's almost like magic. <laughs> but no, magic's been gone from this world for 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 centuries. How could there be magic in this room, Landon? Uh, then sure enough, he 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 whip pans his head. Uh that's what that's what I call it when you just look really quickly at something. Yeah. Um at the book on the floor. Yes. And it magically opens open. Opens yes. open. Yep. Yeah, it opens open. <laughs> Guys, listen. You we recorded <laughs> 
about three and a half hours of 2019 uh, best movies and then right we, before we recorded. And this. then we saw the best movie ever made right <laughs> afterwards. We were like, fuck you, Parasite. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is I'm not on my game right now. Um, I'm going to say, act, okay, no, never mind. I'll get to this later. I'll get to okay. this later. Um, but yes, he... He goes over, he looks in, the book has opened itself open, which is a thing, you can open a thing that's already open on Magic Island, yes. and looks into the book, and um, this is where, if you thought, if you thought things were weird, <laughs> then then it's like, ah, man, this is just, uh, it's just, it's amazing. We are on a pirate island, well, we're on a well, Magic Island. He's looking at the pages of the book, which, which are was- looking back at him like a movie screen a la... A Harry Potter poster, yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. There's like a scene playing out in the book. Yeah. And it's a hyper-colorful tropical beach mm-hmm. where uh, three buccaneers who are the good guys, whose names I do not know, are facing <laughs> off got you. against uh, a bunch of pirates, by which I mean four pirates? Basically uh, yeah. three pirates. Yeah, it's three on four right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, led by uh, Captain Blackbeard. Yep. And um, they're fighting each other and... and Ooh, doggies. It's a, there are some cartoony noises playing. There are some Scooby-Doo type theatrics going on in this fight. Uh, and ZTV looks as astonished and confused as we do, the viewers. But he does take the time to say, wow, awesome. Not kind of questioning like, oh, what's going on with this here book? This is unlike any book I've seen before in my life. Uh, uh, and before he knows it, he teeter-totters and trips forward into the book and into the wormhole. Mind you, he manages to keep his bag with him. The bag that he set yeah, down. I don't know how. Next to all the stuff. Yeah. Considering it was underneath the book in which he fell into. You know, you would think that he would have taken a bunch of sand with him back to the room at the end. But that's a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, and, and then he flies through uh, a wormhole uh, with okay. letters and stuff floating around him uh, as if all time and space has collapsed into a black hole. And it has because we're watching Magic Island. <laughs> And before we know it, he's spewed out onto the beach uh, right when Blackbeard is about to uh, uh, strike his uh, fatal blow to Prince Morgan. Yes, Prince Morgan, the good guy, the head of the good guys. And he, yeah, he lands on top of Blackbeard and knocks him out. I also should point out that uh, Blackbeard has an assistant named Saperstein. Do we, do we want to do want to do this now? Well, we're introducing the character now, so yes. Okay, well that's yeah. fine. I want I want to just clarify that we've seen Saperstein fighting with one of the yeah. one of the members of of the Buccaneer crew. He's, he's fighting with uh, Gwen. 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 A, Gwen or Gwen? I'm not sure. It's G W Y N. Oh, let's call it Gwen. Gwen. Let's have fun. Okay. Yeah. Let's get like wild land and we're on Magic Island. It only <laughs> we only come here once a year. We've got our timeshare here on Magic Island. <laughs> Yeah, we filmed this whole movie in the backyard. Yeah, I know. We really get in. This is how we finally get out of those expensive HOA fees. So, uh, but he's fighting with Gwyn, and in the process of this fight, uh, not only is he a total dandy, but Gwyn uh, cuts his belt so his pants fall down, revealing boxer shorts with big hearts on them, and then she kicks. I just want to. That's the caliber of what we're working. That's with. that's the sort of you're thing. setting and, the tone, and the whole time it's like boing, yeah, like that, all that kind of stuff, bonk. Um, yeah, they really went overboard on the gong. Yeah, and not just because these pirates are off their ship, but <laughs> because they did too much. Um, but yes, yeah, so he lands on top of them, Winnie, or yeah. lands on top of Blackbeard. And, oh, you're gonna say that Saperstein? Oh, Saperstein is French Stewart. Yes, the second biggest name in this movie. Yes, and third maybe. 
I mean, after depending on the voice, if you oh you want yes, to get to that. yes, we'll, no, no, we'll we don't want to get to the voice. We okay. want to we want to save little little treats for yeah. you guys along the way. <laughs> um, yeah, and so they um, they they basically the uh, then what Gwyn throws down a smoke bomb and they escape. And it's weird though because you're seeing how the so- the smoke bomb sausage gets made. <laughs> Normally on TV or something, somebody throws down a smoke bomb. Like it's it's you're not sharing the perspective of the people throwing down the smoke bomb. It's just someone throws it down, big puff of smoke, and then they're gone. Yes. Here, Gwyn throws down the smoke bomb. Everyone, like all the bad guys, just watch it slowly start to smolder, and then she very casually gathers the rest of her crew, and they all saunter <laughs> off down ZTB. the beach. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they pick ZTB is knocked out, but they assume he's a wizard, yeah. so they pick him and his bag up. And they kind of just saunter off down the beach, and the pirates basically watch them and go, ah, leave them, they'll die on the island. <laughs> Worth saying that, uh, so, if we're, ta- we're we're setting the teams here, right? You've got the good guys, which is Prince Morgan. Yes. You've got uh, Gwyn, yes. the, the woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then who we didn't mention is Dumas, uh, the very muscular... Uh, uh, I don't know, what do you call them? Like strong men. I, I was gonna say, like I was referring to him as a sultan in here. A sultan. But that's really not he, right. He does have no. sultan vibes, but though. he doesn't have like yeah. He's not like east east Indian. He's like no, a, no. he's like a black guy. Yeah, but, but he doesn't have like the pointy shoes and the big hat and everything. That yeah, you would but expect. he's but he has a gigantic saber like yeah. the guy who Indiana Jones a shoots cutlass. in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then on the the so that's the good guy side, mm. the bad guy side being uh, Captain Morgan, who or uh, Prince Captain, Prince Morgan. <laughs> Prince Morgan we needed some Captain, Captain Morgan Blackbeard. Blackbeard is knocked unconscious right yes. now uh, as we have paused time and we're walking around the scene while everyone is frozen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is this, what is this like? Like Fleabag now or, 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 or Saved by the Bell? <laughs> time out. So I'm just pointing to all these characters as we yeah. walk through the scene here. Uh, and we've talked about uh, Mr. Saperstein, aka French Stewart. Um, and then uh, there are two other gentlemen, one that is kind of the big oaf guy. His yeah. name is Duckbone. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, um, the other guy is called uh, Jolly Bob. Jolly Bob. And he's kind of the guy that you would picture having a, a blade between his teeth and, like, three blades between <laughs> his fingers. And he's like, come at me. <laughs> Lots of blades. Kind of a yeah. Wolverine type. <laughs> I, 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 you know what? Think of think of that description of who these people are as, like, one of those scenes in Goodfellas where they're just going through the club. And, it, and <laughs> yes. it's like, back when I first got to Magic Island, everybody, everybody knew that Duckbone was the guy you didn't want to mess with. <laughs> Uh, okay, so unpause the scene. Um, yes. Gwyn has picked up uh, ZTP and the book, and they have all the good guys have escaped onto the island. They've yeah. been uh, let go because the island will eat them alive. Yes, which sounds like just a really convenient excuse to not go after them. <laughs> um, just running out the clock at the end of the day. At this point, though, uh, uh, they, they've they already started to set the stage for... So when uh, ZTP gets um, knocked into there, Captain Hook immediately asks, what kind of sorcery is this? Yeah. Um, which is important because sorcery becomes uh, the main, I don't know, lie of this uh, the, 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 <laughs> movie? The, the kind of the, the framing... De- well, I mean, okay. Source, I mean, in a movie called Magic Island, <laughs> you, I'd actually wager there's not a lot of... If we take for granted some of the things that happen on the island, it's just yeah. how the island operates, there's not really that much magic here. So it is kind of... The people are easily fooled by... <laughs> by sorcery. Yeah, by, by so-called sorcery, which is, in <laughs> fact, uh, just things from his bag. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, the the good guys, they are escaping through the forest. They're kind of trekking through um, definitely what looks like... 
the same stretch of backyard. <laughs> the same, and in fact, in that previous scene, if you looked in the background, you could see the mermaid set. Yeah, uh, that will be addressed later I, on. I think if you looked far enough in the background of that previous scene, you can also see some other houses down Catalina the coast Island. a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> you can see a, a carnival cruise ship stopping nearby. Uh, anyway, the the trio of fighters, uh, Prince Morgan, Gwyn, and Dumas, they are all. Uh, inquiring what what's your deal ztb tell us yeah give us your secrets and he he kind of stolen ours by looking at us in the yeah. eye for so many years every, now tell us yours every time you look him in the eye he takes you to magic island so really you 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 win we were getting glimpses to our future yeah yes we've been taken there now magic island feels like what it would be like to fall into the oil drum of transitions on home improvements. I feel like the transitions are all born on Magic Island, and they <laughs> and they are all trying to escape. Yes, um, but yeah, he you know he kind of he thinks that he's in a dream, and he kind of tells them he tells them his name is Mad Jack, the the sorcerer or whatever, yeah. because they they assume that he's a magic user, and he goes with that. He asks them, "What are you?" And he goes. Uh, Prince Morgan's like, we are Buccaneers. Yeah. And uh, this is where we get these kind of one-line jokes that uh, permeated 90s kids' television and movies so yes. much. And it hurts my stomach to hear them. <laughs> so when he goes, we're Buccaneers, and kind of puts his arms akimbo, mm-hmm. uh, ZTB's just like, you kind of look like a grunge band. Oh, That's God. topical. Yeah. We're in the 90s. <laughs> and then, but then, the, to, to roll with it, to yes and off it, Prince Morgan goes something like, well, we did band together to flee the oppressive social structures of old England. <laughs> and then starts to go into, like, a surprising amount of historical detail about, about like, not only is it 1796, but, like, we're fleeing fleeing persecution by King George, who happens to be my <laughs> uncle. And it's like, oh, okay. Okay, well, you did some you did some work <laughs> on your character here. The screenwriter who got broken by this movie got one piece of uh, his original screenplay. This this was this is actually the original draft of the Madness of King George, but then it was uh, <laughs> the, you know some things got tweaked yeah. in development hell for a while. Um, anyway, I don't know what prompts him, but DTB uh, decides to pull out a stick of gum, and they are scared by it. Well, yeah, when he blows a bubble, it's like they've never seen anything like this before. They, I like, I would hate to think of what sheltered lives they've led on their buccaneer ship or in England if they haven't seen someone blowing a bubble out of anything. Uh, yeah, I, I guess. I don't, he also says that he that he well, he also tells them that he's from Los Angeles and uh, and uh, the the Sultan type guy who's not a Sultan. Yeah, Dumas. Dumas. Dumas said, "Oh, you are a you are a from the a city of lost angels." And so that kind of, and like off of that, ZTB just kind of rolls his eyes. And yeah. That's the, the end <laughs> this of that guy, bit. This guy has big wharf energy. Yeah, he really does. <laughs> and also big, big, just big bulging just arms. Huge arms. Just massive. Like, <laughs> welcome to the gun show. Thank you. <laughs> um, anyway, they think he's a sorcerer. They think he's a demon. Um, he claims himself to be Mad Jack from the Forsaken Lands of Los Angeles. Yeah. And as if you think, like, I'm not going to speed through this. Um but literally, the next thing that happens is they're on the beach. Or we're on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's not a lot of rhyme or reason to getting in or out of scenes. No, we just we just kind of go. There's, yeah. not a, there's not a, like, no scene ends with, like, oh, well, now I know what they're going to do next. Yeah, They've right. set up a new problem. Uh, we're on the beach. The bad guys uh, splash water on uh, Blackbeard to try to wake him up after getting knocked out. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then just kind of some... some Stooges level hijinks. Yep, we get a uh, honk, bink, bonk. The bad guys are walking through the forest down their trail. Yep, 
That and hey, you know what? Hey, whatever happened? Whatever happened to Zachary Ty Bryan? That guy we left like a little while. <clears throat> did we leave? How long ago did we leave them? Like, how long was that scene of I, them? I do not know. Every scene with the pirates. This movie leans a little much on wordplay between the pirate underlings, and the wordplay is not really there, and the yeah. sound mixing isn't really there either, so it falls apart in a few ways. <laughs> Quite a few ways. Um, but we once they sound effect their way onto the trail of the good guys, we cut back to the good guys, yep. and ZTB is really uh, concerned and confused over what year it is. Yeah, yeah, he wants to know what year it is, and they tell him it's 1796, and he's like, wait, that's like... 200 years ago and surprised he could come up with that i yeah i know i know he's be, he's better at math than uh than uh, uh randy taylor well not randy brad taylor oh god money a doubloon in the jar uh a doubloon in the grog barrel um so but he then realizes oh i need my i need that book to get home so he's yeah. figured out the rules of this world very quickly which is a running thing yeah and he uh, pulls the book out. Well, well, Gwyn has stolen it, but he retrieves the book from Gwyn. A little item of business that did not need to be in this movie. Uh, it built her character, Landon. <laughs> I, for one, don't think that the only woman in this movie, aside from the little girl, uh, should just be, you know, a bland character with no... Like, I, I like that. Maybe she's yeah. a dick. What Maybe was her name again? Kleptomaniac. Gwyn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I did remember. Thank you very much. And I even think I remember the mermaid's name, too. To be meeting soon. Um, but, so yeah, he, but then he's like, here, let me show you some real magic. He takes the book, he drops it on the ground, he stands on top of <laughs> he it. He goes, you guys want to see some real sorcery? Watch this. <laughs> In that kind of, <laughs> everything's too rad for school. Yeah. That is, oh my God, no, no, it never it's, sounded older in my life. <laughs> it's not too rad for, it's too rad for Chad. <laughs> it's much cooler than anything the country of Chad or anyone named Chad could ever muster. <laughs> I never, okay. Wow. You got you got out nineties. I got out cooled by you, which is <laughs> scary. We're, we're both. We're, I mean, it's really a, the the bar to clear here is pretty. <laughs> it's like a tripwire on the ground. It's it's a race to the bottom, oh, and we're not God. stepping over. Guys, it. you'll catch up to us soon enough here. Uh, so, but he steps on the book and just closes his eyes, expecting yeah. this to take him back. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like, here's a magic trick. I'm going to abandon you right in the middle of what you're trying to do. Uh, it doesn't work. No, it does and not And then work. we get a line where I, now I know he was calling him Mad Jack. Yes. But through the kind of sound transfer that we got through this VHS tape, I thought he kept calling him Magi. Yes. Not Mad Jack. Uh, and he also was saying it in a British accent, so it, it gave it that little lilt to it. But... Um, he says a line here that I want to say whenever somebody recommends a book to me, <laughs> which he goes, Magi, what is the significance of this book? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I, I, I don't, I, and he's, it's not working for him, and he just starts stamping and stomping to try and, like, get it to go as though that will kick it into gear. Oh. The, so I, I I think this movie has a sort of reading is good message a little bit it's supposed to but it certainly does not have it, it, a it does not come through successfully and no. b I don't know stomping on a book yeah that's, in the dirt doesn't necessarily hold them with any esteem that's more like fascism if you ask me <laughs> you know when a book displeases you you should destroy it <laughs> uh, uh, also I think it has a, a reading is good vibe but only reading magic books that that 
take you, like, that physically transport you to a world yes. of pirate adventure. If you, a book just has words in it that you need to read, you throw that shit away. <laughs> you stomp on it on the ground, sir. Apparently. Uh, and, you know, he realizes this uh, because he realizes he can look ahead in the book. And yeah. it is mostly a picture book. It is definitely under the 13-year-old reading I, level. Yeah, yeah. No, this is like this is like a book with cardboard pages yeah. that you would give to a child to read in their crib. <laughs> <laughs> it's got rounded edges. Oh, uh, and, but and there's like an illustration on the first page yeah. of him meeting uh, Prince Morgan, yes. and uh, and you know a very very brief, even more general than our recap recap of uh, what he has done so far. Uh, yeah, and thinks that you know I'll just uh, you know skip ahead to the ending and we'll we'll know what happens that yeah. way. Blah blah blah. Yeah. But uh oh, the pages are blank. Yeah. And thus, let's pause here. Okay. To just examine, we are essentially in a movie mm-hmm. that is Princess Bride by way of the never-ending story. By way of Kid and King Arthur's Court. <laughs> this precedes that movie. Oh, does it really? Yes. Kid and King Arthur's Court is a ripoff? Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, my world is, cr- is crumbling around me, but continue. We're... Um, I mean, we're going to have even more of those references, uh, you know, the, the crossways of movies later yeah. in this, but I just wanted to pause... Here, yeah, to say, okay, so we've got a kid entering a story in a book a la Princess Bride, yes, has been given to him by you know an older person looking out for them, yes. Uh, he's got a book that he can read, but not anything that has not yet been written a la Never Ending Story, okay, that's a that's a thing from Never Ending Story, okay. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why I'm spending so much time on this. No, no, but keep going. Keep going. No, no, but keep that's going. all I got. No, but keep going. Well, I mean, still, he's so they're making a they're making much like his housekeeper. They're making a jambalaya of different <laughs> bits of other children's fantasy movies. Yes. I mean, is there going to be a labyrinth? Is David Bowie going to show up? <laughs> Perhaps. This same movie, but Blackbeard is David Bowie. Oh. Yes, and 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 but like also no explanation of why David Bowie was in it. Like just this, like like some other famous recording artist. We need to re- continue to recast this movie as we go along. Okay, but yes, I we'll accept continue. David Bowie as Blackbeard. Okay, very good, very good. Uh, so yeah, so they can. But looking ahead in the book a little bit though, he can see that the pirates are after them. So he yep. rather than questioning what's going on with this book he's like we need to get going he just takes it on on faith and they run off down the path then we get the bad guys uh bink bonk bunking um again through the forest and uh it's hot yes and it's ruining uh mr saperstein's best silks yes i let's also just point out his name is mr saperstein like we see it referred to in text in the book there's like just like a lawyer's name in brentwood mr saperstein (laughs) I wonder. <clears throat> I'm gonna look to see if there was a was there a Saperstein on the crew, the production accountant, was... some sort of uh, associate producer or something. I yeah, one of the it. producers who who <laughs> ran off with half of the movie's budget and used it to buy cocaine. I guess so. Yeah, it's uh, not here. Went in Mexico. Um, <laughs> so there's and and there's some banking and banking and boonking and uh, there's also an argument briefly over how to pronounce Saperstein's last name, Saperstein versus Saperstein. Yes. John Big Booty, John Big Boote. So we're chomping in a little (laughs) bit of Buckaroo Banzai. Uh, And then there's a little aside about um, having sense. Do you have sense? You got to get sense. You have no sense. And I don't want sense because if I had sense, I wouldn't be talking to you. 
This is between two of the. This is not Landon having a stroke. This is two of the two of the minor pirates discussing things. Yeah, this is the. This is what it looks like when a movie has a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, this isn't. This is a. This is an early warning sign that means a stroke might occur. The stroke oh, occurs okay. later, and we both know where it does. <laughs> yes, that's true. Uh, but but we, we cut from all that business to ZTB going up the going up the path behind the group of buccaneers. Uh, brushing over their tracks with a tree branch yeah. to cover their tracks. And where did he get the idea to do this, Landon? <laughs> a video game? Where do you think most teenage uh, boys in the 90s got their ideas? Get, get the idea, not, to, to, not just anything, but to cover your tracks. Because yeah. he explained it's from the game Cyborg Tracker. Where <laughs> Which... if you don't cover your tracks, the cyborgs will find you on the first level. A cyborg? <laughs> No, 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 you didn't get it right. You didn't get it right. No, 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 that's not it. No, no. I know, that was more old ma- mage than it was a, a, a brooding buccaneer. Try, try, try it again. It's a brooding buccaneer. And this is the first time. Okay, and, and one, uh, just get one more. And this is, uh, say it like this is the first time you've ever heard the word cyborg. And whenever you're ready. A cyborg? Okay, one more time. Maybe just give a little bit. I, I love it, by the way. It's great. <laughs> and, and we get this, and it'll be lunch, guys. I promise you. I promise. Uh, if you could just a little bit more space between, but like before you get to Borg. A uh, cyborg? Beautiful. Cut. Guys, we got it. Okay, uh, I think craft service today. Oh, kidnapped by drug runners. All right. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's... But then off that very strong... And it's a good thing they got the right take, because after that very strong joke... Yes. Uh, we cut to... Not quite. We, no. there, are, there is some information we need oh, to get out here. Oh, is there something? Yeah. I guess uh, we just... Yeah, okay. But that's oh, as far as that... Go- just... That's the f- fullest extent, though. <laughs> just Zachary Ty Bryan got the idea to cover their tracks because he played a video game where you have to cover your tracks so robots oh, don't my find God. you. I, and I have comments. I, I want to let these accumulate. Okay. All these little things about... Uh, the character of Jack. Yes, I want them to accumulate to my point. I'm going to make later. Wow, you're you're really edging on this on this riff. Uh, but we find that this is uh, according to the three Buccaneers that this is a magical place. Not yes. the not the ZTB because he doesn't believe in magic. Yes, um, but he does because he also got transported there. Whatever. I, this movie doesn't make any sense. Yeah, well, he also claim is claiming to be a sorcerer who then doesn't believe in magic. <laughs> um, anyway. The uh, Dumas says that uh, this island used to be owned by a sorcerer named Calabasas. Um, and uh, then I, they claim that the, they're going to use what? The, the Kardashians lived in this in this <laughs> sorceress too, I guess. <laughs> they're, uh, they're saying that uh, they're going to rely on ZTP's magic to guide them yeah. to the treasure. And, oh, brother. <laughs> and I thought homework was bad. Now this... <laughs> We cut to a little bit later in the woods, uh, ZTB, uh, you know, as a boy transported to a magical island uh, and sees all kinds of things outside of his century, uh, does, whines about being hungry for pizza. Now, to be fair, Landon, (laughs) A, we both like pizza a lot. Yeah. And B, this is is the kid who is ready to run away from his rich, wellfully appointed home because his mom didn't drop everything to spend time with him. Right. So don't expect him to be suddenly the hardiest of adventurers just right off the bat. Well, okay. I'm just thinking you're in a magical land. There could be magical, uh, you know, animals or flora or fauna around you that you could be interested in and not your own uh, shoes and your growling stomach for pizza. Well, you know, this is still relatively early in the movie. I mean, he's got a long journey ahead of him in which he'll grow as a person. (laughs) Right, all right. But 
loud. Yes, he does whine out loud that he would like some pizza. I would like some pizza. Then a fast zoom in on his face. And like like in Jaws, when when Brody <laughs> when Brody looks up on the beach and he sees the shark in the water, but like the this, camera yeah. zooms on him but dollies <laughs> away. The so, vertigo moment yeah, when he's holding yeah. on to the yeah, like the the background is like whooshing away from you as he's whooshing towards yeah. you. Yeah, it's a pull pull push in zoom out. Yeah, yeah, and it um and what do we, we what do we see in response? It's not a it's not a shark attacking people. No, yeah. it's his face saying pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and then he uh, rushes uh, because he sees that there is a magical pizza tree. What does a pizza tree look like? Well, it looks... Is it a tree made of pizza, like Pizza the Hut from Spaceballs? When you, when you texted me that there was a pizza tree in this movie, I thought that was what it was going to be. It looks actually a lot more like a normal tree that has a bunch of pieces of... Like a not, $5 hot and ready. Yeah, not great looking pizza. Whatever, <laughs> you know, uh, Pequeño Caesars or whatever yeah. the whatever, whatever Mexican uh, pizza place was closest and cheapest. But a bunch of, like, pieces of... Pizza just slices nailed to branches, <laughs> yes. like hanging off of it in different places, and as if there was a way to make that pizza look less appetizing. Yeah. I mean, it already has been sweltering in yeah. the Mexican sun for a good many hours. <laughs> that was also their lunch. I know, I know. It's like okay, all right, okay, great. You got that line about cyborgs. It's great. Okay, so your uh, lunch is in the tree <laughs> everyone, today. We're cutting for lunch. Everyone, grab the rope ladders. <laughs> oh, I was, you can't climb a tree. Well. Uh, I guess you don't eat. You know, you got to get over your fears, but Or you have that mermaid fin on. Uh, we're not to that scene yet. Um, he, but yeah, he sees a pizza tree for the first time and is like, yeah, yeah, this is fine. I'm just going to climb up this thing. Could this possibly be a trap, though? Because it seems that this pizza tree is surrounded by a magical, uh, and I know it's magical because we're on a magic island. Yeah, yeah no, I, I think everything around the tree that grows pizza is going to be very mundane and normal. <laughs> <laughs> just a large sand pit yes and he as he goes running through it and jumps onto the tree and starts climbing it we see a fin start going around underneath the sand but this movie at this movie at this point is fast approaching a salvador dolly painting <laughs> like there's so much that like i honestly if you go to a museum and you see like a painting of a tree with pizza slices hanging off it in the middle of a sandy expanse with a shark fin underneath like people would be bidding on that <laughs> hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's just ants coming out of Zachary Ty Bryan's hands. Yeah, yeah. There's like you know his uh, his his uh, disc man or his Game Boy is sitting on the bank of the tree, but it's like melting off <laughs> or off the branch, melting off the branch. Oh my god. Um, but what does this fin turn into? What does this fin turn into? Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, what turns into a sand shark? Oh, as one does. Yes, that's what you would expect. And as soon as ZTB sees it. Which is this, like, and this creature is, like, it's a puppet. Yeah. And it's a scary I, puppet. I want to po posit something. Yeah. I don't think this is a sand shark. I think this is a sand gremlin using a fake shark fin the way that the kid did in Jaws at the beginning. Because this does not look like a shark. It looks like a gremlin. Yeah, it, or, or like a sandworm if you're, if you're a dune. If for all you dune heads out there, I was, I was praising Shai Halud when this thing is, <laughs> is sticking its head up from out in the sand and roaring. It, do, it does have a gremlin-type face. Yeah. I will say that. It, it, the, the puppet itself looks like a reject from the set of the labyrinth. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, we got our roles filled this time. And he has to go home to, uh, to his wife and say, well, not today, honey. <laughs> 
<laughs> maybe next time. Maybe I'll get that uh, that Magic Island gig next week. It was like uh, it, it's like the movie A Chorus Line or the the <laughs> musical A Chorus Line, but it's all about the puppets auditioning for uh, for Labyrinth and the ones that get cut. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, I think that uh, yeah, but it's like it's got fully articulated eyes and a couple rows of teeth. Yeah. And it's like it's an impressive <clears throat> puppet in the level of detail, but it's also sort of unsettling a little bit and if you're a, if you're the target audience for this movie watching this like alone while mom is getting you know shit-faced let's pause there yes what is the target audience for this movie children how small i think i would say ages five and up six five and, and up. up well what's the the top of that Clearly, thirty-eight years old because that's how old yeah, I am. Yeah, and we loved it. We thought it was amazing. We did. We didn't. We didn't once knock on uh, the. You know, we didn't once leave the room that our parents had left us in with this VHS tape to keep us quiet while they had a dinner party. Yeah. Um. I. I mean, I don't know. Top range for this movie. Uh, probably younger than the main character, which leads me to believe. Well, maybe there were people younger than Zachary Ty Bryan looking to this movie and knowing who he was. I can't imagine that's what they could have banked on, though. The, they weren't selling it based on on home improvement, Zachary Ty Bryan. But I don't know. The poster says Zachary Ty Bryan in Magic Island. Well, he certainly is the biggest star in the in the well, except with a couple of notable exceptions. <laughs> I mean, I think that I don't know. I just like to think about what kind of movie this would have been if Jonathan Taylor Thomas had been cast oh, in the lead. Yes. Like, you, there would have been more. Budge. So we can we can keep. Okay, so. That's our that's our next recast, which is it's a it's a burn <laughs> of a recast. An absolute an absolute diss to Zachary Ty Bryan. I'm so sorry, Mr. Bryan. <laughs> we'll recast you with with JTT and David Bowie. We've locked them in so far. Yes, okay. And I think we want because you you already threw one out while we were watching this yeah, on yeah, the couch yeah. of uh, who would play Duckbone and Duckbone uh, so that people remember because I know that it. It's probably difficult for you to forget uh, just how memorable these characters are. Oh yeah, uh, they each feel like real people who we've known for years. The 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 goon on the bad guy side, who you would probably call a galoot. Yes. The the big dumb one. Yes. Who did I? But who did I suggest for David Duckbone? Harbor? David Harbor. He because he looks like David Harbor <laughs> at a, at a few points, and I really wanted it to be. Uh, I say that we just take the script verbatim and remake this movie with these people. Yes, we'll get hologram David Bully. Yeah. Yes, David Bully. <laughs> did I put an L in there? Yeah. Yeah. David Bully. He's, <laughs> David Bully. He, yeah. He's he, yeah. He he roughs you up to he roughs Major Tom up to take his lunch money. <laughs> he, he shoves the spiders from Mars into a locker. <laughs> Oh my god, let's get back he, to this he, stupid movie. You know, he pantses some young Americans to, <laughs> to fully embarrass them. Oh my goodness. Um, anyway, it's a real <laughs> rebel he's, he's rebel, that tree. David Bully. The, the good guys realize uh, that they have been walking now um, without realizing that they lost Zachary Ty Bryan. I yeah. don't know, this seems to be a, a trope in these sorts of kiddie movies. Like, I, I don't know, I'm thinking of Bushwhacked uh, with yeah. Daniel Stern or, you know, some something where you're leading a bunch of kids through the forest and one goes missing how do you miss that yeah i mean or especially when your group is four people and 25 percent of you go missing yeah like uh, that and especially the one who's been talking a lot <laughs> it's just a trope i've never understood yes uh but we cut back and uh ztp is still stuck up the tree with the pizza and the the shark and he yells as soon as he sees it a set help a sand shark 
he gets so this is one of the things where you can clearly tell that they recorded it on different days yeah uh and the director didn't realize how it was going to cut together because you get some reaction shots uh through this sequence where he his acting is just like you could tell in one take he says okay go at it like this is the most life-threatening uh moment in your life Mm. you're gonna die here yeah uh (laughs) you're gonna die in this pizza tree kid (laughs) and then the next one starve to death he plays it super cocky yeah and then he plays it as a joke and then he plays it like an action star yeah he definitely he definitely gets some some one-liners in there (laughs) like he he starts he starts bruce willising very soon this is his but like i would say that though his experience in the pizza tree is kind of his baptism by fire (laughs) and that as Uh you know much much as in die hard after uh after mclean kills the first couple of terrorists he kind of starts wisecracking like the parts of his is by the book cop persona are falling away to reveal the true cowboy underneath (laughs) and i feel like this is kind of you know magic island is nakatomi plaza here Well, what's uh, what's ETB's big uh, plan to get rid of this uh, shark? Yeah, well, he, his plan is that he pulls out his uh, chewing gum, and uh, yeah, he pulls out a, a, a package of double bubble, which he very, in a tight close-up. This movie, this movie does not, like, this movie is very hesitant to do close-ups or insert shots of a lot of things. <laughs> of anything. But, oh, they want to show you with his fingers carefully held away from the label that it's this double bubble gum that he opens up. <laughs> And he uh, chews up a bunch of it and puts it on a slice of pizza, much to Landon's chagrin. Very sacrilege. Yes, very sacrilege, much sacrilege. (laughs) And he throws it onto the ground to bait the shark, and the shark starts laughing at him, and he starts laughing at the shark, and the shark laughs at him, and he laughs at the shark, and the shark laughs at him, and he laughs at the shark. An odd amount of time. This goes on like again. Uh, I think we'll we'll tie this to the Holy Grail a couple yes, times because yes. that's the other byway of uh, movie later on. Yeah, uh, we get a lot of Holy Grail references here. Yes, but this very much felt like when uh, they start to charge the gate and it keeps cutting to a yeah. further and further away. <laughs> And they're just standing there watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would say it's that. I would, I, until finally, like, to the point that I kind of, wait, did he drop the pizza? Did I forget that he dropped the pizza? Um, but he, so finally, <laughs> finally the, the, the sand shark eats the pizza, and then ZTB continues laughing at him. It says to him, uh, eat this, sand breath. <laughs> hey, sand breath, chew on this. Oh, that's, okay, well, that's it, yes. Um then, but that remember when everyone had "Hey Sand Breath, Chew on This" T-shirts yeah, and, <laughs> and trucker caps. Everyone got it. Was getting it tattooed. Uh, then there, out of nowhere, is an earthquake. Yeah. Um, I, where did that come from? It came from magic, Landon. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, yeah. You, I don't know why I can't get that in my head. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not seismically sound island. It's magic <laughs> island. <laughs> so an earthquake uh, shakes the TB. Uh, uh, they prefer to call them magquakes. <laughs> And uh, he he falls over, caught only by uh, the pant of his leg, leg of his pant, the 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 distressed of his jeans, <laughs> distressed of his jeans, and that's why you don't have holes in your jeans. Yeah. So t- the the messages of this movie yeah. so far, running away from home. Well, think about it, but read a book first. <laughs> Reading is cool, and uh, no kids. Nor- normal jeans, okay. Uh, enough. Yes. With the eighties are over. Punk rock is dead. Don't distress your jeans. Yeah. Um. Here's a theory. Yes. He fell asleep before all this happened. So clearly, you know, there's a very easy theory to point to that this is all a dream. Yes. Um, he however, used to read uh, Magic Magazine. <laughs> uh, however, in this moment with this this earthquake that comes out of nowhere, could that be somebody trying to wake him? 
oh, like, like it's like he's, he's I don't know, he's had a heart attack or something, and that's like his mom in the ambulance shaking him, <laughs> trying to wake him up. I don't know where the heart attack came in, but yes, exactly. I, you know, I don't know. I wanted to add a little drama to it. Okay. I juice yeah. it up slightly. <laughs> We're not playing the metagame. Were they on ER? Yeah, t- unfortunately. <laughs> um but uh, yeah, you know, no, but that that could be part of the dream, yeah. yeah. That the, the or the, that was a earthquake at at home in the city of Lost Angels, and that's the real reason. Oh, it was a tremor off that Northridge in '94. Ex- exactly, yeah. exactly. Oh, who knows when this was filmed? Hmm. Yeah, this, maybe this movie takes place like it's like set on a very specific date and time in <laughs> LA history. That that shake is the is the sound of the door slamming as they lock the door to keep the uh, Rodney King uh, acquittal riot, uh, rioters out. Or the, yeah, or maybe it was actually a character we'll meet in a little bit. Uh, returning to his home to sit back down uh, to protect the cave. We'll get there in due time. That's a very good point as well. Uh, anyway. Nice as, segue. <laughs> as he's uh, dangling by his leg, he is screaming for his life. Yes. Uh, then he his leg rips off. Not his leg. No, leg that would be t- that extremely gory <laughs> blood everywhere. The pant leg rips off. Uh, he falls down, and, and then he starts laughing his ass off. And this, this is a moment, by the way, uh, shamelessly ripped from the Hudsucker proxy, where Mr. <laughs> Mr. Musburger is is being is hanging upside down out of the top floor, yeah. and Tim Robbins is holding onto him by his pants, uh, which almost rip, but then stop. Uh, yeah, he got that double seam. Nah, it's he- a mighty fine a stitch. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's on the ground, and the sand shark is coming at him, and he's just sitting there watching it. Looking death in the eye. Screaming his heart out. This is the moment where it cuts to a different movie. Yeah. He's like going, okay, this is my moment to shine, to show my range. Yeah. I'm going to really sell that uh, I am in danger here. He, he like, he purposefully, like the night before they shot this, he went out and he laid down on the yellow line at the edge of the road so he could know what true mortal panic and terror <laughs> was. Like, he would just, he stared down, you know, semi-trucks and oncoming trains and just screamed until he dove off to the side and nearly got hit. Uh, but then the sand shark pops back up before he can bite ztv on the nuts uh Mm. a big uh pink bubble comes out of his mouth yeah and and that completely stymies him and ztb pops it with his finger and it and then we get this very frightening shot of the of the sand shark with his face covered in bubble gum which i guess is all it takes to stop a sand shark uh, i gotta blow this joint is yeah. uh the line that we get left on um he and he flicks his cigarette butt onto the sand shark and it explodes <laughs> uh but then all of a sudden with no rhyme or reason uh he is sucked into another portal yes and this no this is not taking us to character actor corner or jtt junction no. or anything he just for no reason, falls into another portal. Although, now I have a visual representation of what it looks like when I take our listeners from <laughs> character actor corner to our episode. And and in and in the previous scene, when he's on the ground screaming bloody murder as this monstrous thing shoots at him, that's when you surprise me with a calendar corner. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so he goes through this portal. At this point, I'm like, wait, is there a magic island within Magic I, Island? I was, is this Inception? I, I know. I was so confused by this, and I was expecting that there was going to be some sort of explanation that it would happen again, that you know, the, there was a reason that he got pulled back in the book. It was really just that they needed to move the story along. And they didn't, and they didn't have another location to bridge the gap between uh, the slightly inland area and the beach area. <laughs> this is the producer looking at the script and going, oh my god, we have to film five to ten pages to introduce a new character of a mermaid. No, 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 we got a portal book. <laughs> Rip! Exactly. <laughs> Just have him get sucked into the portal book and thrown into the mermaid's path. Well, we already did portals once, right? So we just do portals again. That's the rule of twos. Everyone talks about that. 
<laughs> so that's what happens. I, I honestly, I thought what it was was that he gets sucked through the portal. He's back at home, and it's just the end of the movie, and there's just a lot of credits. <laughs> the movie. Oh, is this where you thought the end of the movie was? Yeah, I thought this was Pizza Tree Island. <laughs> Well, what a weird adventure that would have been. Yeah, I know. It's just like I met I met some some buccaneers and some pirates, and I was going to go on an adventure with them, but then I I guess I learned a valuable lesson about not climbing pizza trees. <laughs> oh, uh, anyway, he falls directly into the water, is knocked unconscious, and is saved by a mermaid. Is he knocked unconscious, or is he just kind of waterlogged? I can't. Who cares? I, yeah, I, I that's that's the real answer. Also, I just love how matter of fact it was. He. You know, he gets sucked through a portal into the water. After escaping this sand shark, he gets sucked through a portal, drops into the water where a mermaid saves him. Just, you know, ho-hum, normal day. Moving on with the story. So how was your weekend? <laughs> uh, but she she picks him up underneath the water, brings him to the rocks, uh, and he hacks up some water. Yep. And uh, she is a girl about his age um, playing a mermaid. Yep. And I just wanted to say that because there's some semblance, I guess, of a romance between them. Yeah, I mean, maybe. they kiss... Two times, so there's unwarrantedly, that. unwarrantedly. <laughs> no, he certainly did not earn that. Nor, sh- nor should the only woman's role in the plot be as a trophy. Uh, what about Gwyn? Well, and her, all that extensive backstory that we, you know, <laughs> spent of her stealing the book. Gwyn, uh, you know, Gwyn is an independent woman who don't need no man. She begrudgingly <laughs> accepts one as 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 that storyline comes to fruition. I also, I think that it needs to be said if you guys watch this on YouTube, I'm not cool with how Lily the Mermaid is dressed. That, yes, particularly because then they mandate that is what she dresses like the rest of the film, regardless of what set they're on, where, if it's day or night I, I or mean, it's, cave or I, beach. I mean, uh, that said, it's not like this movie takes place over nine years or something. It's not like there's multiple costume changes for anyone else, but that she, yeah, just always just like... Uh, Two, like a clamshell bikini top basically on this like 12 or 13 year old girl and a grass skirt and it's kind of just like oh, did we need was this how yeah we we're I, gonna have yeah the, the Again, most skin shown by anyone in this movie <laughs> right uh, uh agreed you know i could have she can wish legs on herself you know why not wish you know a jungle attire a jungle appropriate attire yes this girl who seems this mermaid girl who knows the jungle remarkably well, which we'll <laughs> and get its inhabitants in a sec, but yeah, so she, so they're hanging out and they're talking and he's explaining how he's this great sorcerer and how he's on this adventure with these buccaneers and she wants to come along and he says, well, you know, you'd need legs because land based adventure. Sorry, you know, you know how expensive it is to shoot in the water, my <laughs> lord. You can barely afford to shoot on land. Uh, but there's a workaround. We gotta get back to, to the backyard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where like the, the guy who owns this beach is coming home from his luau in two hours. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> she explains the uh, she explains that very conveniently when a mermaid saves a human's life, she's granted a wish to last the sun and the moon. Per city ordinance LA one two six dot four oh three. It's weird that they can enforce that. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, the Magic Island has a pretty. It's a very litigious society on Magic oh, okay. Island. Um, at this point, my note is uh, I have no idea what the objectives are of any of the characters. Yeah, you know, I don't really know that I ever did. <laughs> I, you know, sort of like experience some magic on an island yeah there's not really a clear goal for anybody they do set the goal uh right before the final act um which is treasure there they are 
very briefly talking about getting to the treasure before Prince Morgan does, that there's a map, consult the map. Uh, whenever save it's the brought cheerleader, up, it's save the not world. given... <laughs> It's not given much. Uh, I mean, it's always nonchalant and off to the side. There's never really a focal point on it. So yeah. by this point, I'm like, okay, I know there's a treasure, but why do they need it? And who is going for it? And is Zachary Ty Bryan? Is he interested in that, or what is, is what that, does he want? What is he? Zachary what's he getting out of any yeah, of this? He's, he's very much just a, a passive participant in his own adventure. Oh, and we're getting closer to my point. Um, oh, very, very nice, very nice. <laughs> Anyway, they have this conversation on the rocks. Uh, he says that uh, he's a sorcerer. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, actually, no. I want to. This is this is very important. Okay. Uh, because you won't understand. And this movie will <laughs> seem like nonsense if we don't get this. Well, I, I, to my point later, this is very important. Which is, uh, she asks, "You look like you're lost. Are you lost?" And he goes, "Huh? What? No, I'm a sorcerer." Which is like <laughs> the. Uh, Typical male response. Like, yes. I cannot admit to being lost, and therefore I'm going to overcompensate by saying I'm a thing that doesn't exist. Yeah, he's not He's not going to He's not gonna stop for directions. He's, he can figure it out on his own. <laughs> he inherited something from Tim Allen. <laughs> Seriously, yes. Uh, also, she asks him, what's wrong with your pants? Because one of his pant legs is ripped off. And so to even things out, he rips off the other leg of his jeans, thereby creating insta-jorts <laughs> that he wears for the rest of the movie. And this, this predates... Kevin Smith by at least a couple months. Uh, yes, well, the, you know, so really, not not just a kid in King Arthur's court, but also the entire View Askew universe uh, <laughs> comes from this movie. It's these, quite possible. Zachary Ty Bryan birthed all of this. Uh, so they keep talking. Oh, um, do they ever? I'm just trying to go through these incomprehensible notes I took. Uh, meets up with the good guys. The good guys show up uh, and ask about this uh, this new girl that uh, is around. Her name is Lily. Yes. By the way, when she's wishing her fin into legs, yeah. he says, um, like, ZTB says, um, should I turn around? And she says, no, I want you to watch. <laughs> just I'm just going to leave it there. I'm not even going to respond Not going to touch it. Not going to touch it. <laughs> but then, yeah, yeah, but she gets her legs and then, yeah. and then is staggering around on the sharp, dangerous rocks as the good guys show up. Yeesh. And I... Kind yeah. of resent that this movie made this this young lady stagger around and kind of risk her life, like potentially falling on these big, sharp, dangerous rocks for this movie. Yeah, and as this scene comes to an end, uh, and we kind of drift into the next one, uh, <laughs> this is where I'm like, what prompted this whole teleport? I have no clue. Yeah. Uh, but I don't want to retread those old waters. Nothing makes sense on this island. Um, well, again, Landon, I think magic prompted the teleport. <laughs> And okay, magic. magic is what it is. Magic, I gotta remember that. Oh, 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 it's magic. <laughs> uh, so when the, the good guys start to question, like, who is this? Uh, she's about to say, oh, I saved him, and he shushes her up real hard. Yeah, yeah shut up, Iris. <laughs> <laughs> right to the moon, pow. Uh, yeah, no, he claims, he claims what? That, that she just had the day off from being a mermaid and wants yeah. to end. It's cool, she can hang with us if that's all right. Uh, yeah, they ask her questions about including her in the party before they allow her to join. Because uh, Prince Morgan in particular is really worried that she's going to want in on this treasure. Yeah. Uh, you know, what's your share going to be? Well, and really, that's more that's more Gwyn. That's more like her character who voices that. True oh, her character okay? of being all about the Benjamins. I was not paying that close of attention. Well, come on, Landon. That's, you missed some magic there. <laughs> uh, and she says, I don't want any of your treasure. Only adventure is what I seek. Yeah. So, and they go, cool. 
yeah, all right, child, join us on this dangerous quest. <laughs> you can only improve things. Uh, cut to the bad guys trekking through the forest. Uh, what's that uh, little little Bill bunny foo foo jumping through the forest? Yeah, I couldn't remember the the how that limerick limerick. Rhyme? I, I think How's it's just goes? like a nursery rhyme nursery from Sherry Lewis's show. Yeah, uh, they've split into two parties. Yes, you've got Duckbone and uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, uh, Duckbone and uh, <laughs> Jolly Bob and Jolly Bob. They're yes. off on their own adventure. That's a real dream team right there. <laughs> well, I put a lot of I put my money on them. <laughs> well, Blackbeard and Mister Saperstein have gone off on their own as well. <laughs> Blackbeard and Mister Saperstein, <laughs> pirates. Name from... a more iconic duo. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, but you know. That's now there. There is the spinoff that I'm waiting for: Blackbeard, <laughs> Mr. Saperstein, in the road to Port-au-Prince. Uh, but we are sticking with um, Duckbone and Jelly Bob right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of a sudden, oh no, Duckbone the, is hungry. Yeah, and man, he wishes he had a turkey leg. Yep. Well, guess what kind of tree they find? Ooh, what? A turkey leg tree. No kidding. And. They are excited at the sight of it, and we cut away from them. Yep. And surely we'll cut back to this and see the thrilling conclusion <laughs> of the food-based tree saga. We'll we'll get there in a second. Uh, will we? Find out. Uh, good guys. We cut to the good guys. Yeah. And this is how all my notes go. Bad guys are doing this. Good guys are doing this. The, well, that's because that's how the movie goes. <laughs> Um, anyway, the, guy, the good guys are walking down the same path that they've traveled uh, a million times before in an endless labyrinth that they're doomed to repeat for the rest of eternity. Oof, that makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> um, except this time they have Lily in tow, and yeah. uh, she's talking to the trees. Yep, and, uh, you know, she's talking... I, yeah, I really can't elaborate yeah. on that. She talks well, the to tree the tree. gives her a leaf. Yeah, and, and she thanks the tree for it. And Zachary Ty Bryan's like, what the fuck are you doing, you idiot? Yeah, I, Trees don't talk. Yeah. I know, dumb, I, dumb. I know, I know this magic island. It hasn't surprised me so far. <laughs> uh, say, you know, we're back with the bad guys. Blackbeard tells Saperstein yeah. to climb a tree to go look for the kids, I guess. Yeah, and Saperstein doesn't want to or can't or is afraid his silk is going to get ripped or something yeah uh but when he's pushed into it of course uh, a coconut falls not on mr saperstein but on blackbeard yep which yeah did it make you feel anything <laughs> did you feel anything at all C- confused yeah you get you got magic island numbness what i don't even understand the 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 joke logic of there being a band of bad guys and the bad thing only happening to the leader. Yeah. It, like, like, no matter what the other goons do, it always just circles back and hits the leader instead. Yeah, I know. The, this is, the leader is always out of commission and the other three are just bumbling around. It just doesn't really work. Yeah. Here, here uh, unpacking the comic theory of Magic <laughs> Island. <laughs> well, I mean, that's something very common amongst these sorts of oh, cartoony yeah, the, children's movies. Yeah, Smee, you know, the bumbling, yeah. uh, you know, whatever. But but it's it's if Smee's uh, chaos only affected Hook. Yeah, yeah, it, just, it, fundamentally, it fundamentally wouldn't work. Peter yeah. Pan never would have been a thing. Hey, yeah, yeah. We cut to the good guys by a waterfall, and uh, Dumas climbs uh, to the top of this waterfall to a spring where he's like, oh, I am parched, let me drink upon this water. Nope. 
Because <laughs> when he sinks his hand into it, uh, he doesn't pull up some water. He pulls up uh, some oil, some some black gold, some of that Texas tea. Yep, and uh, Jed Clampett's right there shooting at some uh, <laughs> shooting at some rabbit or something. Some and, varmints. And oh boy, then and then a theme song kicks in that so, sets up the story of a hilarious sitcom. It's a weird crossover. It's for just a few seconds. You hear the man named Jed, and he's just gone. Yeah, it just kind of trails off as the crossover flies through our movie take us with you <laughs> you'd think that if we we're gonna cross over with any 70s sitcom it would be the one set on an island uh, yeah well either fantasy island or gilligan's island uh right we <laughs> get or uh, lost uh, so he spits it out even though it looks like oil and he still drinks it he spits it out yes and that's how we know that it's no good um and then something, 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 an ape appears. Well, Willie, <laughs> Willie first takes some water from the flask and pours it on a tree, and the, or the shrub starts vibrating. She says, "Oh no, this means it's pure and good to drink. It just, it just looks, it just looks like it's poisoned." And everyone just, be, you know, because of some magic, and everyone takes that on faith and drinks it, and no one dies. And so in like, the next scene, they all die of mercury poisoning. Yeah, yeah, I, and they see this movie play out before their eyes. <laughs> But then from that, there's a monkey comes up in one of the trees and she starts chatting with the monkey who she knows by name. And she's like, oh, no, the pirates are coming closer and they're looking for us. Now, for a a girl who spent her entire life underwater, she seems awfully chummy with shit that only exists on land, e.g. trees and monkeys. Now, I think you are overlooking a very likely uh, possibility here, which is this monkey... Uh, back in his monkey village, has a whole uh, scuba setup yep. where he has a little uh, scuba helmet that he can go and uh, seek out the mermaids of the sea and uh, converse with them. They just he, and what this monkey has nothing better going on on, on dry land. He's just gonna like what? No, he's the ambassador between the monkey tribe and the mermaid tribe. Oh, a monkey She's mermaid the ambassador. Diplomat. So in order for there to be a treaty between the two species, these two people, it's kind of a Romeo and Juliet situation. I don't think you'd understand it. I yeah yeah, it's it's too highbrow for my blood. <laughs> Honestly, is that is this the is this the new is this this Game of Thrones sequel for HBO? That I'm hearing about it's yes. about the warring tribes of the mermaids versus the the monkeys, the scuba diving monkeys. It's the crossover between Planet of the Apes and the Little Mermaid. <laughs> We've been waiting so long for that. Now there's finally been enough mergers. Disney owns both now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it was only a matter of time until this happened. Uh, and Andy Circus uh, plays all the characters in this one. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then in that case, this scene makes perfect sense. Monkey diplomat. Uh, Mermaid UN, you know, <laughs> ships that pass in the night underwater in the jungle. Exactly. On Magic Island. Um, I have no idea what the fuck else happened in the scene, except that it ends with them realizing that the uh, pirates are hot on their trail, and uh, ZTB says that he'll protect them with his bag of tricks. Yep. Uh, and, well, it's a good thing that uh, you don't remember anything else, because I don't think really anything else happened, because we just go straight into our patented MacGyver A-team. Oh, uh, not not quite yet. No, not quite yet. Not I, quite yet. I, no, I, I we get one more ahead. scene with the bad guys. Uh, yeah. They're coconutting again. Oh, yeah. Uh, got a coconut so hard. We we just loved that business with the coconut tree that we had to do another scene yeah. of a coconut falling on Blackbeard's head. Like the rule of twos. <laughs> This movie really does follow the rule, too. The producer was very adamant about it. Nah, it not enough room in the budget for the three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, oh, okay, I'm sorry. This isn't The Abyss here or something <laughs> like that. Uh, then we cut to uh, the good guys are preparing because the bad guys are hot on their trail, and they are home aloneing. Yep, they, uh, 
they're home aloneing or Kid and King Arthur's courting, uh, <laughs> because the same thing happens there, or they're MacGyvering, um, or they're A-teaming, because yeah. it's just a lot of close-ups of hands tying trip wires around things, and... <laughs> I always love this in movies. I feel like this happened in in the Jonathan Taylor Thomas Chevy Chase movie we mm. saw, which looks like which looks like Roma compared to to this right now. I will tell you. <laughs> yeah. But they did a similar thing where it's like you're being chased in a open jungle forest environment, and your response is to put a booby trap in one very specific place and just kind of hope that out of all the places the bad guy can walk, yes. they walk right there. Well, you know, I thought the same thing, and uh, they addressed this. Yeah, it was, it was, was, this was pretty clever. They, they said everything... Well, they... For example, they fill up a, the super soaker that he's brought with him with sap. Oh, and they hook yeah, that okay, up we're going to go through the, the montage stuff, yeah. Tripwire. Well, yeah, yeah. They, they get a bunch of sap from some really questionably looking sap. It doesn't look like good <laughs> sap. It lo- You know, like if you squirt lots and lots of hand sanitizer out and what... Guys, yeah, okay. We're, we're there with you. Uh, <laughs> but they fill the super soaker with that. They put up tripwires. Uh, Dumas... Um, puts what do you call the counterbalance uh, I think, foot trap sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, you know, like one of those rope foot traps that have only ever worked in movies like this yes. and never a single time once in real life ever. <laughs> uh, so the the pirates are hot on their trail. Yes. We've established that. So then explain to me this next moment in which kind of reveals a Batman and Joker sort of relationship where you can't one can't exist without the other yeah where uh prince morgan says well what happens now and zachary ty Bryan just goes sit back and enjoy the show why are they not escaping yes that's a very good question like they like it's one thing that they want to enjoy the show but even i i <laughs> like if they escape what are they gonna Truman do? finally found a question he can't answer yeah i'm sorry i guess <laughs> Magic? I, I, I don't, don't know. think that applies here. No, I guess this it doesn't. Not logic. It's not, it's not, what's well, not logic? It's magic. It's, you can't, if you can't, you can't enjoy the magic of Magic Island without all of your friends there, even if you're currently having a tip over some treasure <laughs> oh, map. Oh, God. Um, anyway, they, they do question, like, they bring up the exact thing that you said. I was surprised, yeah. That I, they called themselves out on that? Well, yeah, just like, what if they never find the trap? And ZTB has not considered this. <laughs> He's not, but a uh, light bulb goes off over his head. Yep. And he reaches into his Arsenio Hall duffel bag to pull yep. out. And he starts pumping his fist. In that way, the people did. Yeah, uh, and we cut to um, heavy metal. The same heavy metal from the beginning of the movie. That awesome, awesome. Why totally license real. two Quiet Riot songs when you only have the license to one? Yeah, and uh, they and that freaks everybody out. Everyone is just their minds are freaked by the what be that noise oh god we want to we want to attract them not scare them away <laughs> and then uh we get a back and forth between blackbeard and saperstein yep uh the classic comic duo yep. where they're screaming at each other and he's blackbeard just keeps going what that noise i think it's coming from over there what that noise and then of course the noise cuts out and he yeah. screams right in his face and then it's just this like I don't know how you describe it. Please help me to articulate this this acting style that happens in um, these kiddie movies where 
the bad guys are so frustrated with each other that they're like holding yeah. each other by the collar, yeah. almost kissing, grabbing him by the scruff of the neck and screaming in his face, like, "All I can hear is you screaming in my face!" Yeah, pulling his hat down over his ears. Yeah. Oh God, why do I have to deal with you? Why I ought to? Jeez. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's this very classic beating up on the underling who's stupid thing. It makes me uncomfortable in a weird way like it reminds me of for our mystery science theater fans out there uh the christmas that almost wasn't oh god <laughs> the relationship between uh plume and his manservant yes where it's just like it progressively gets weirder and weirder between them this one just gets more and more abusive like yeah this is the, like this is the dark side of that <laughs> that well they're both dark sides this is the more violent side of that <sighs> Well, they, they come over to where all the traps are, but, uh, ah, ooh, hold on. They see one on the ground. Yes. And uh, he's like, be, be careful. Do not trip that trap trip. Yeah. <laughs> Chapo trip house. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know what's making me fuck up? What? Magic. <laughs> there you go. See? <laughs> now I'm getting You it. took a little bit of Magic Island home with you. And this is the part where we break into song. Yes. <gasps> we cut that for time. Um, <laughs> because we're very concerned about length. Yes. Uh, so the... So, but they, they they spot it. They fail oh God, to trip so much it. More of this movie left. I know, I know. We might we might start speeding because there yeah. comes a point when it just becomes a lot of just stupid shit, as opposed yeah. to the rest of this, which has not been. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, French Stewart as uh, Mister uh, Mister Saperstein very carefully, gently steps over the tripwire. But then yeah. the other two pirates, Duckbone and uh, Duckbone and <laughs> Jolly Bob, Jolly Bob find them and i guess duckbone starts running at them yeah. in joyfully like he wants to hug them like lenny i just ate towards... a turkey leg tree <laughs> and there's something i want to do but run yes that's the thing they find this turkey leg tree yeah they don't get attacked by a sand shark presumably so i really to believe that the pizza like i thought that the pizza tree was like part of the sand sharks predatory thing like whatever you want to see grows on this tree there yeah. and then the sand shark comes at you this suggests that this is just an island where a few very convenient things grow on trees that, that the people visiting the island happen to really want. Interesting, because he does say it, it feeds on your fears and your desires. So mm. does that mean that people see whatever they want to see? It's not just sand sharks. It's like if Peter Venkman or uh, Dan Aykroyd, I can't remember his character's name, uh, if he was yeah. there. Uh, Spangler? Yeah. That's Egon. Okay. Well, that I don't know. Wow, Ghostbusters. Wow. I failed you I got, so hard I got right now. busted. We both got busted. And it made us feel bad. <laughs> but that means that the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man could be coming up out of the ground. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, the magic. The magic. It gets better and better. Um, so anyway, but then, yeah, he, he trips the, he trips the uh, tripwire yeah. at, running at them. And uh, uh, a rope thing... Immediately cinches up around Blackbeard's foot and yeah. hangs him upside down. I do not understand the logic of this trap, and it annoys me to the point where I don't want to talk about it. I've never understood how those traps work, especially not in this movie. And uh, <laughs> Well, they're combining two different types of traps. One that shouldn't trigger the other. Yeah. But it does, whatever. It makes this, no sense in my nose will bleed if I go into this they have, further. They have a complicated series of, like, trip wires and raspberry pies set up to kind of, tri you know, throw, throw everything else into action. There's a lot of uh, very complicated machinery. <laughs> right. Um, but his, he, his foot gets caught, and he's hung up on a tree. The super soaker sprays him with the super semen. Well, the, the super soaker sprays, like, all three of the guys with sap. Yeah. And then that's it. Yeah. The booby trap flips one guy upside down and sprays sticky stuff on the other three with no other effect to disable them or anything like that. And then 
Lily and the Buccaneers and ZTB all standing nearby watching this and they all laugh and everyone who's just been pranked in this trap hears them and sees where they are and chases after them. So, the <laughs> literally no reason for this. Why did you do, like, what? You know, like, we spent 20 minutes talking about it. Yeah, I know. God. <laughs> so, who, yeah, the trap was actually laid for us to walk into and waste our time. We are the ones who come out behind on this. Um, but so, they, they chase them over to the place virtually where they were in the beginning having yes, a sword fight. Yes. Uh, having another sword fight. More one-on-one sword fight, individual bits, Scooby-Doo. We're just going to skip yeah. over this. We'll be here all night. Uh, although I do have a line I want to draw out because uh, yes. this is the first time that Zachary Ty Brian starts to fight. He has some sort of stick in his hand uh, that is chopped away very quickly by yeah. uh, Jolly Bob. And Jolly yeah. Bob goes, Grr, I know what you had for breakfast, kid. Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? I mean, yeah, that's a that's interesting. I don't know what coming kids stick in half is going to is going to tell you about that. So let's talk about interesting lines. There's a couple points where the pirates yell something about those terrible buccaneers, yeah. but because of the poor sound mixing, it sounds like fuckers. <laughs> um, but they they end up uh, rounding up the good guys somehow. Yes. They turn the tables, um, but DTP gets away, mm-hmm. and uh, Blackbeard arrives and says, "Let's get down to business." Yes, we cut to the bad guys have buried uh, Dumas, Gwyn, and Prince Morgan in the sand up to their head, yep. just like uh, Shanghai Noon when. Uh, Owen Wilson gets shanghaied out in the desert. Yep, and Jackie Chan gives him a pair of chopsticks in his mouth to dig himself out with, which is kind of a funny bit. And then even weirder is that in the next scene, uh, he comes into a casino and Owen Wilson is there and has apparently not only dug himself out with the chopsticks, but then like bought himself a nice suit of clothes. (laughs) I don't remember much from that movie, but I always remember as a kid being like, wow, Owen Wilson's character is really good. I don't think they ever explain how he gets himself out of there. I think he dug himself out with chopsticks in his mouth. (laughs) <laughs> that's funny they need to do the third movie so that they can finally explain how that happened but what do you if it's been shanghai noon shanghai nights i think they're doing shanghai sunrise there is a third one in the works oh really a shanghai yeah. sunrise sounds like a drink <laughs> with or what happens after you get your fucking uh kidneys <laughs> stolen <laughs> i just got shanghai sunrised <laughs> you wake up and wake up in a in a bathtub full of uh full of ice with a bunch of chinese characters written <clears throat> in lipstick on your uh, on your uh, mirror and you've got the coronavirus. Uh, oh, God. Too soon. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're, they're buried in sand. ZTB looks on as the pirates uh, depart to keep looking for ZTB, but they, yep. leave, uh, they leave Duckbone there to watch over the three of them. Yep. And, uh, and Dumas warns him that, oh, there's a god on this island, that, ooh, he's going to be pissed at you if you don't let us go, and uh, Duckbone does not listen. Yep. Uh, but, in, the, in the interim... Um, Prince uh, Prince Morgan confesses his love for Gwyn because oh, yes. this is the moment when Finn and Ray are being sucked into the trap and he says he has something to tell her. Yeah. And uh, we never learn what that was. This movie, much better than Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, and then we get go to ZTB and Lily watching, watching all of these proceedings yeah. and ZTB comes up with a plan and he says to Lily, we're going to send Blackbeard on a wild goose chase. And Lily says, oh, fantastic. I love geese. How does she know she loves geese? They live on land. <laughs> yeah, but they don't... go by the water. 
Yeah, she, by can, the she water. can. She can. You know, she would sunbathe on the shore. I mean, are you saying that? The, do the geese also send a, a you know a delegate to the Mermaid United Nations? <laughs> how else are they going to sign these peace treaties? Well, I mean, but I don't know. Like, I am trying to figure out how goose gets underwater. They're so buoyant. Like, unless they're just like sticking their long neck under. Well, she's with a... not underwater all the time. Like I said, she can come up onto the shore and I, sunbathe. Okay, I guess. I guess as long as she can that. pull herself back in. Yeah. Okay. Fair. I mean, fair point. there was that time that one summer where there was one too many mermaids beached. Uh, there's just a whole whole beach littered with them. Oh, and they had to the blow bodies. it up with dynamite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gross. Um. Anyway, we cut to uh, a wicker man appears. Yep. Yep. <laughs> with a banana mouth. Yeah, a banana mouth and like kiwi eyes. And if you look closely, two large speakers packed into its head. Now, bear in mind that when he was leaving to run away oh so long ago it feels like a couple hours ago yeah. when he was went, went to run away did he grab a microphone and some speakers he did grab the he microphone like, i didn't see the speakers i think i saw the speakers go in there too like i just the sheer preponderance of weird <laughs> stuff he was packing uh every kid in uh 95 had uh, a microphone on him at all times you never knew when he had to lay down a sick diss track <laughs> seriously yeah um, anyway, he speaks over the loudspeakers about, uh, being the one true god of the island, and, um, uh... That, and that's, and that scares Duck, Duck Bone so much. Pants. Yep, yep, it's in full graphic detail. <laughs> uh, he, Passes out. He faints, and, uh, so yeah, and then he goes and he digs them out of the... <laughs> he gives every single one of them chopsticks. Yeah, and, and says... I don't know how a single kid could dig them out of there that fast. Well, he had a mermaid with him, also magic. Um, right, magic. Yes, yeah. a mermaid who's he never dug for a powerful sorcerer. Yeah, uh, uh, with a shovel. They, I, w- I wish that they'd shown him packing like a shovel in his bag too. The parody that I make <laughs> of this particular genre of movie: the kid is going to be the kid who's getting ready to like go to school for the day is going to be bringing like a snow shovel <laughs> and you know a laptop computer <laughs> and a, a folding chair. A one of those uh, uh, fabric on the ends of a torch to light yeah. for a cave. <laughs> yeah, a packet of iodine. <laughs> helicopter Um, the good guys escape somehow from the sand and now they are marching through the forest and uh this broke truman yep this did this is the point at which you just kept going wait what what wait what wait because what because they're going along like he's like ztb is walking along and the girl's skipping along behind him and then dumas is walking behind them a little bit and and ztb just keeps saying like Keeps yelling, they're singing like a marching yeah, song. Lift, keep, lift, right, lift. But he's just yelling, sound off, one, two, sound off, one, two. And Dumas is just like pumping his fists. And this is really, I'm not seeing the characters at that point. I'm seeing two kids and a, you know, and, and, and an actor, you know, a professional uh, adult actor making some, you know, just making do with his situation. Yeah. Just trying to, trying to get through his day. But he's just yelling... Like, this is just the, all you get. He's just yelling, sound off, one, two, sound off, one, two, over and over again. It was pretty amazing. Now, this is just a precursor for what comes next. Uh, Blackbeard and Saperstein, they pick up Duckbone off the beach uh, and scream at one another a little bit more. Mm-hmm. We cut back to the good guys and Gwyn. Oh, man, she has words and fists for Prince Morgan, who had confessed his love to her in the previous scene. Yeah. Um, Why'd you keep it from me for so long? Punch, biff, baff. Remarkably deep emotional subplot for this dumb movie, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and then they all look at the treasure map. And that, and they need to go to some 
clearing of something or other. I don't know, Landon. I wasn't paying that close of attention. This is a weird movie. <laughs> I know. They, this just, I mean, it honestly does not matter because they literally get blindsided by this three-headed totem that comes out of nowhere. They, like, they round a like, they round a corner. This is the best piece of camera work in the movie, I think. They round, like, a corner or come into a clearing and there's, like, a tiki shrine a wooden tiki yeah. shrine there it's, it's, it's like what would welcome you to a tiki bar in disney world yeah absolutely that right on down to the fact like there's the camera like they the camera's like moving and they come around this corner and see this thing and react to it and the camera in a single shot whips around and pushes closer and closer on these three tiki faces set in the side of this shrine closer and closer and closer and closer on the first one and then right when you feel like we've gotten awkwardly close, it starts talking to them because it, the whole thing's actually a latex puppet. <laughs> and all three faces start talking. They um, all have different names. They or uh, personalities. I'm sure they have different names, too. All start arguing with each other uh, about who knows what. Three-headed uh, man in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah, you've, yeah. You get this, you've seen this bit before. It's also very reminiscent of Three Amigos with the talking bush and the invisible swordsman and that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, Don't watch any of those movies. This one has them all. Let's mention uh, who plays the character of... <laughs> Uh, Mad Face, the, the center face. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess they're kind of similar in vibes, aren't they? Uh, the themes? Well, yeah, the themes yeah, and also so. just what it's up to. I mean, I, I mean, I guess, well, Shaft is a little... You know, I'm going to shut my mouth. <laughs> it's Isaac Hayes, ladies and gentlemen. Isaac Hayes is the voice of the main tiki head yes Why? again i've looked at this 18 times it's mad face it was in the credits <laughs> mad face isaac mad hayes face. my favorite dick tracy villain uh not to be confused with mad jack the sorcerer from the forbidden city of los angeles oh boy um they start arguing and it gets to be a very toxic situation between these three heads but they, they finally they need a divorce who knows what happens marriage story I mean, starring adam driver eventually they tell them where to go kind of but not really and then it blinks out of existence and i have no idea what the fuck happened in this movie each one gives them different directions <laughs> they debate over who they should listen to then zachary ty brian looks at the map and realizes they're already there the thing isn't there anymore so the literal five minutes of our past uh is was wasted goodbye isaac hayes and i can't form a sentence anymore uh so yeah th it's, uh, it's now nighttime yep zachary ty brian uses his lighter which he explains he got at a deaf leopard concert because <laughs> that's fire. what kids loved in 1995 oh yeah they were crazy about deaf leopard and you know going on their own where they could just buy <laughs> lighters on their own right um yeah and they decide to go to sleep but take turns watching out mm -hmm. uh and uh, gwyn walks over to lily who's already asleep uh, on some palm fronds, Dumas goes off to find some some me time. Yeah, some private personal. <laughs> I gotta I gotta make more sap for the super soaker. Oh, God, and uh, uh, that leaves Prince Morgan and uh, ZTB to talk about girl trouble. Well, of a sort, the most important girl in any man's life. And what's that? Uh, that's their mother. This is Al Borland narrating this bit. Um, <laughs> yes, Morgan just kind of volunteers that his mom was always gone and never had time for him, and ZTB is feeling that 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 jazz right there. And then uh, he uh, he Morgan explains that he ran away from home, but he's always regretted it. In fact, writing down to using the words, it was bad that I ran away. <laughs> And um, I think I have a kind of uh, black mirror sensor for shit like that, where like the second I hear it, I, I reject it so completely. These, you know, direct morals to kids that I 
am blinded to them. This this movie trying to tell tell kids not to run away from home was too much for you. That was it's, the most objectionable if part. If I had heard that, I would have had the same reaction I had to Brandy wearing, uh, uh, you know, uh, pads. Because they're staple. cool? Yeah, like, fucking... Um, so... So uh, they, from there, go to... Um, well, they, yeah. he says that he needs to find this treasure. This is where we finally get the point of this movie, I, yes. guess, I guess. Yeah. Any point that we'll ever come close to. Yeah. Where he's like, I need, essentially, to find this treasure so that I can reinstate my dignity with the king. Yes. Because uh, I've been, you know, forlorn, forsaken, everything, blah, blah, all the fours from yeah, my kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, four square. <laughs> and then... And four played. Cut to... Not cut to, uh, as they're talking, uh, all of a sudden, boop, appears a flying canteen of water. Yep, and the fire goes out, and everybody starts it's, screaming it's and running the around. It's the ghost of the California branch of the EPA. Yeah, <laughs> it's the ghost of Smokey the Bear. Oh, okay. Yeah, you drown are. your campfires. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they... They and then it's a big freak out. Everyone's screaming yeah. and running around. Uh, if they this can't were, see each other, if this were Scooby Scooby Doo, would be like that that noise of uh, you know when Scooby Doo is running but he's not moving. Yeah, that that sound. Wow. <laughs> guys, we're not good I at could, this. I wish I could gif real life because that was a gif. Yeah, well, I wish you guys could. We're have all kind of having a stroke right now. <laughs> or one long stroke. Mm, no. So uh, they run off, and uh, ZTB happens to have his Arsenio bag with him yeah. and pulls out his flashlight. Uh, he's and with Lily. And Lily yells out, hold my hand, Jack, and he pulls out his flashlight. And then Lily goes, wait, Jack, whose hand am I holding? And they look up and see that it's a pirate skeleton. Oh, shit. No, no. And it's laughing. And, like, this is a, a part. They're... Parts of this movie, like, again, if this is a movie that's going to be shown to children, parts of this are kind of scary for kids. I can see if you were a kid being scared by this. I wasn't scared, Landon. I'm a super brave boy. I thought this was <laughs> this was just, like, kid stuff. I wasn't scared at all. Uh, There's a stain on your couch for, that, that like, that, I, that was there when I got there. Like, nothing <laughs> nothing surprising or startling to me. But uh, it's um, it, it's just, like, there's a lot of creepy bits in this that would traumatize I, your I'm kid. I'm personally, again, you know, this is coming from a non-parent, but from my own personal experience that... Uh, I think those little scary moments are important for kids growing up. You need to push them a little bit, uh, and I think that we we've lost that, and we're a little too uh, we're a little too uh, coddling of our children these days. We like if you know you couldn't make a movie like Magic Island today because because they'd try and clean up all of the gritty parts that really made it what it is. Like Disney would never <laughs> let there be a spooky, scary skeleton in in the Disneyfied version of Magic Island. That's true. Kids yeah. would get this impression that a Magic Island is a fun, happy place, not a dark, gritty, <laughs> realistic place. Um, the question, though, is, I mean, so they, they run away from the scary skeleton. Oh, do they ever. Uh, and then this prompts ZTB for some reason to just explain, I'm not a sorcerer, okay? I can't go save those guys. Uh, that would require trying, and I'm, 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 I, I, I'm having a stroke right now myself. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but that is what he says. Yeah. I, I mean... Kind of. Yes. He basically says, I can't go... He's eliciting sympathy from her because going to try to save those guys while not being a sorcerer requires thinking and trying. Yes. And uh, he's just a bit of a loser. Mm-hmm. Or at least that's the the victim card he's playing here. Uh, yeah. But she tells him no, that even if he's not a wizard, he's the bravest boy she's ever met. Uh, okay. How many boys has she met living underwater? <laughs> Are they sending boys to the Mermaid UN? 
I, I think she's damning him with very faint praise here. All right. I, you know what? I wish I kind of made my point earlier, not only because I built it up too much, but also now I don't have the strength to give it the pizzazz it needs. Yeah. But this line broke me. Her saying, you're the bravest boy I ever met. Like, we. this is the, the summation of this movie for me. Yeah. Up to this point. A kid... In King Arthur's court... <laughs> <laughs> by happenstance falls into a story where he does nothing to contribute but is hailed as a, a magical sorcerer savior type yeah uh is not clever does nothing nope. puts forth does no not. effort has no values and in the end is essentially looked at as a hero this is why male privilege exists you know what that is landon what that's magic, baby. <laughs> you walk into a situation and everything, the the whole adventure swirls around you without you having to take any action or sacrifice anything. That's magic. <laughs> this is, I, I want. I mean, I'm I, I'm kind of joking, but also kind of like, oh, this is why because I come from a generation that would have been well a little slightly older than this movie. Yeah, I was thirteen when this movie came out. So, yes. Um. I wouldn't have seen it, but, you know, they were making movies I like was, wait, this. I was much too cool for this. That was This was kids' stuff. <laughs> they were mo- maybe making movies like this when I was younger. Mm. So this is the sort of, like, your special message that's being shoved down my throat, which is making the reality of life so much harder now. And I feel like causing a lot of this backlash against stuff. I mean, yes, but I think you're missing the greater subtext of the movie, don't run away from home and reading. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I like point well taken, Landon, but I, I think that I think that you missed the deeper analysis I did, of I the did. themes I have, of the film. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, so maybe if we use magic to move ourselves a little faster as we get in closer to the end, I guess actually. We're, we're getting close to the end. Yeah, I guess, yeah, actually, there's a gap in my notes anyway, because my next note, <laughs> after how many boys has she met, is just they run straight into the pirates who capture them. This is the fourth or fifth time they've been captured by pirates. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you're not too far off, though, um, because what happens here is while uh, she's calling him the bravest uh, warrior hero that she's ever met, mm. um, he calls out to the good guys, because it's pitch black, let's not forget at that point, uh, they can't see each other. And uh, they call out, Prince, Prince. Um, he says, ooh. <laughs> uh, but the bad guys are in earshot. And uh, all of a sudden, one of uh, one of Duckbone's hidden talents, Lie Dormant, yeah. comes to the surface. As uh, he has a talent for impersonations. Yeah, way better than either of us. <laughs> uh, he does a perfect impression of uh, Prince. Prince Morgan. Yeah, and uh, calls you know calls for them to to come meet them yeah. there, and uh, he runs to them. And I'm just saying, with that level of talent, he doesn't need to be hanging around with that crew. No, no, absolutely not. He could be he could be doing Vegas stuff. He could be you know giving Sammy Davis Jr. a run for his money. <laughs> uh, but he captures ZTB and the treasure map and Lily for that matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, cut to the next morning the good yep. guys are tiptoeing through the forest uh looking for jack and lily so i'm guessing they just gave up looking the night before 
I mean, it's like we got scared by a water cantina, and then oh god, well they ran off. I guess we'll just go to sleep and we'll conform in the morning. Hey, they feared the magic would look out for him. It's <laughs> right. every man for himself on Magic Island. It's uh, not called Friendship Island. But uh, they get a little help because uh, Dumas sees in the <laughs> the road before they cut to the shot. I was like, how are they gonna sell this? Yeah. He goes, look, a leaf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're in the fucking jungle. <laughs> yeah. There's a few of them around if you look closer. <laughs> but they do cut to the ground, and there is kind of a, a special effect leaf and um there's a whole lot yeah it leads to a line of leaves breadcrumbing them way their way to uh ztp and, and they're all like pointing like in the direction to the go and so they follow they do follow uh blackbeard gets stuck in some weeds as they come across this uh this this cave that has a face that only a mother could love yeah a big gigantic ugly face of like a tiki golem carved into the side of this mountain yeah and the buccaneers arrive to rescue ztb and lily and they then get captured by the pirates <laughs> these bucket these, which these doesn't make who's worse I, I mean they're making the pirates out to be buffoons but the buccaneers keep getting caught by them yeah i feel like the buccaneers are real like the buccaneers are the like they're pure of heart but they don't deserve to win they've not your mind they've not put the time in they're like they don't deserve the treasure they're not like <laughs> like the, the pirates are overcoming severe institutional and talent limitations <laughs> To, to make do with what they've got. And the Buccaneers yeah. just cannot catch a break. And this guy is really, I mean, this guy's related to King George. That's true, yeah. Maybe, it's, maybe there's that, that, that shallow gene pool, I don't know. <laughs> um, so uh, when the good guys arrive, ZTB tries to uh, go out after them and severely gets ear twisted. Yes. Uh, I was shocked that they, they pulled that move out of the, uh, the violence bag. Yeah, onset injuries. Like, That's there was how a, they got their PG rating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, gently cautioned. At this point, because we we've come across what I think is amazing, only because it's the new, the first new set we've seen. Yeah, since the beginning of this movie. Yes, um, where it's you know this giant cave, and so I'm like, oh, this is different. Mm -hmm. This is interesting. Absolutely different. But it, it begged the question: Do you think Zachary Ty Bryan thought he was putting on a, a blockbuster movie with this? Uh, you know, I think he was probably very excited. Hmm. I think he probably, I think that, that until he got to set, and maybe even when he was on set, maybe he thought this was a blockbuster movie, because he hadn't made one before. Maybe he just thought this is what it was like. Um, I, I mean, think, I'm not, I don't want to put that on a 13-year-old, I mean, who doesn't obviously know the business as well as, you know. I think his parents probably were very excited about it until they got to set and yeah. realized, oh, it seems like we only have one camera, and <laughs> this, like, there's many of these scenes that feel kind of like just a community theater, yeah. renaissance fair production filmed with a camcorder. Right, you definitely don't want to arrive on a movie set and have it be more low-tech than your TV show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, the, the, the special effects in Home Improvement, there are more special effects in 22 minutes of home well short of, the, true, short of this bit that we're coming up on here yeah uh, so let's get to it because it's the best part of this movie by yes. far um, but they decide to send Jack into the cave and he tries to figure out how to open the yeah open the how door to, up yeah because it's it's still a sealed cave and he's feeling around for all the normal places you know a hidden lever mm -hmm. uh, and happens to find one in a very uh, unfortunate and unacceptable place he lifts up one of the tiki golem's stone toenails it's just like one of those Mucinex commercials. It's like, and also like as someone who just no, that's like not what, whatever that fucking no, I, I know I know what you mean. Like, like yeah, the, the foot fungus ad, yeah. But like yeah. also just maybe of a toenail being lifted up makes me cringe yeah. deeply, and like it's very gross. But he turns it up, and the golem's eyes glow, and then it 
in a it from a completely different movie this um this really incredible stop motion sequence <laughs> it stands up and begins chasing them around but this is like Harryhausen level of expertise with this uh, stop motion. This tiki golem running around is it looks I cannot overstate how good this looks. It is like really smoothly articulated. Yes. It like it picks up a it uproots a tree at one point and snaps it over its knee, which is just really a show of the art <laughs> of the effects artist's skill in that case to do that. That's just flexing right there. But it's it's really good. It's like what are you doing in this movie? Seriously, and I want to point out um because uh, I was thinking, like, okay, this is Charles Band. I wouldn't put it past him to be reusing stock footage from something. Yeah. But it felt a little too customized to what was happening in the scene. So yeah. I'm like, I can't possibly. I did a little bit of research. I found out the animator for this uh-huh. uh, is someone named Joel Fletcher, hmm. who went on to do movies like King Kong, oh. the 2005 one, yeah. um, Tomb Raider, uh, the most recent Swamp Thing, Westworld. Oh. oh. <laughs> um, uh, he's done some 2D animation as well. He was part of the Nightmare Before Christmas animation team. Um, part of uh, P- Christmas at Pee-wee's Playhouse. So he certainly has a long resume of uh, amazing stuff. Now, he, um, I don't know how he wound up on this movie, but they were lucky to have him. It might have been one of these things where he's always been the assistant, and this is the first time that, uh, like, you get to be lead, so you get to do what you want. It just happens to be in this movie. And, yeah, that's a magical coincidence. That was magic for his career. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it chases them all around. Hijinks ensue. ZTB defeats it by putting a big stick on a rock and leading the golem to it so it stomps on the rock just and like a the, rake to the face a rake to the face which is really kind of sad that such a cool effect disables I, itself in such a dumb way my my note here was jesus they had to bring this slapstick shit into this effect yeah this this uh, like the, this great bit of the and even then though even the, it still the, the the tiki golem dies with dignity because it falls over backwards and shatters into a million pieces when it lands on its yeah. back and that still looks cool it, w- honestly i can't understate how awesome this effect was. It's it really did not great. have any right to be in this movie. I have no idea why. Like, you see, we joked about the budget, but it's like, this is, again, a movie that's, like, shot on, like, a camcorder in someone's backyard for <laughs> yeah. most of it. And then there's this brilliant Stan Winston whatever, yeah. like, model bit. Uh, it, it's great. It it's is. really good. We cut to Inside the Cave. Uh, uh, where back to this dumb shit. We go to, I know, we go to um, another trope of mine that I hate which is you're entering a cave that is going to have treasure. And uh, the first chamber you come to always has artifacts and stuff around. And I'm like, yeah. those things are thousands of years old. This is treasure. What yeah. are you going further into the cave for? <laughs> yeah. Don't be greedy. Just grab that vase and get the fuck out of there. The real treasure is all around. Go on Antiques Roadshow. Come on. <laughs> this whole thing is technically a storage unit so you own everything in here now by rights storage wars (laughs) magic island edition (laughs) um anyway that's a trope i hate uh but as they continue through this cave they they hear some singing yes and the pirates are all super excited because of all the treasure they've found so the good guys are crafty and they start to sneak up closer and closer I, maybe I was so distracted by the cool effect that I did not catch the moment when the bad guys snuck in because I thought that the bad guys were behind Zachary Tyburn. I was very confused by this moment. They, they were so tied up trying to defeat the golem that the the pirates all ran inside. Yeah, okay, I missed so they, that they part. Got, they got around them. That part logically holds up. <laughs> okay, I just missed it. Um, but the pirates are celebrating, <laughs> and the, the good guys are creeping closer, and then 
without like a reaction shot or anything, you just hear the pirates say like, oh, ah, we see you there. Why don't you come join us? Ha ha ha, see what you've missed out on. So never have they successfully been able to avoid detection by the dumbest pirates in the world. <laughs> it's so weird. And then the Blackbeard and Saperstein start fighting over a golden cane. Um, and uh, when once everybody, both the good guys and the bad guys, are in this kind of really dinky che- uh, treasure room. Yeah. Um, After the treasure we just saw of of a visual effect, this yeah. is this feels cheap indeed. Uh, we get a uh, there's a face bust. A yep. The bust of a face on the wall. Yeah. Uh, that uh, it's gold. Yeah. His eyes spring open and uh, surprise, it's, it's a- Calabasas, the the owner of the island. <laughs> yep, and and of the Kardashians, and, and you know it's so it's a actor whose face has been painted completely gold, but whose like beard is fused yeah. to the thing. It's it's and again, kind of an interesting like it's prop a, effect. It's a good effect. I mean, it kind of reminds me one of my favorite uh, old timey movies, uh, the Ballet La Bette, uh French version by Jean Cocteau of mm. Beauty and the Beast, where they had all these like arm coming out of the wall, the whole oh, the candle yeah. holders, uh, candelabras, and stuff like that. It's yeah. Like, Filmed in black and white and with, you know, some good cinematography, I bet it would have been a cool effect. Yeah. So if they'd shot Magic Island in black and white, it would have been a and, – and put like a, put like a Bergman sort of uh, 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 soundtrack over it and dialogue. <laughs> yeah. um, this uh, – the person playing Calabasas is the director of this movie, Mr. Sam Irwin. Oh, really? Irwin or Irvin? Uh, Irvin, I think. Irvin. You're right. Yeah. Sam Irvin. Uh, well, that's great. Little director cameo for good luck. Like, uh, so, uh, one of the many similarities to Hitchcock in this <laughs> it's movie. true. Uh, but, yeah, and so this basically turns into the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, where, oh, it turns out the thing you've been seeking this whole time is actually bad for you. <laughs> uh And, uh, yeah, he, um, uh, Calabasas grabs Blackbeard's hand and starts to freeze him in place, and... Surely, the, and like he's laughing, Calabasas is laughing this deep, scary voice, yeah. and the thing would freak a kid out. <laughs> and uh, then Blackbeard is slowly turning to gold. Yeah, he's like turning into this like gold statue with it, like because this room is full of other like gold statues yeah. of adventurers. Which you re- and this is honestly a pretty metal ending. Yep. Gold is a metal for one thing, but also like that's a cool. I'd put that in a D and D campaign. Metal, that's oh, you, you're right. It's not yeah, <laughs> but it's heavy metal, just like the music that opened this movie. So it's going full circle. Oh, okay. Um. But yeah, so he's turning into gold, and the, the whole walls, uh, <clears throat> the walls of the the hallway start caving in. That's yeah. going to entomb all of the people that are in there. Yeah, but the good guys, uh, at least the the original trio, escape very heartily. Yes, they escape very heartily. Are we gonna stay and make sure the kid gets out? Nah, fuck him. We're the good guys in this movie. <laughs> Not only are we incompetent, yeah. we have zero loyalty. <laughs> uh, but apparently, um, also Mr. Saperstein, um, Duckbone, and Jolly Bob all escape as well, yeah. leaving Zachary Ty Bryan as the last to leave, but uh-oh, no he's not. Yes, because turns out Lily's legs have turned back into a fin. That wish didn't get her quite as far as she'd hoped. <laughs> um, she is screaming for help quite convincingly and frighteningly, like she's really terrified, yeah. and lying on a rug or something, which... This is also, this is a semi-good sequence. Yeah, like kind of, kind of like, was there a different director for the last, like this 10 minute period <laughs> Maybe, of the movie? Yeah. But he like grabs grabs the blanket then and starts dragging her out on the blanket as the room and walls are caving as in. As illogical as that whole decision is, the the suspense of getting her through that hallway before the things, well, like, I got like a little like, oh God, I don't know if it's going to cut her fin off or not. Yeah, I know. It's like, what you go, ZTB, you saved the day. <laughs> I don't know why we're both talking like this. Oh, oh well, it's the magic. <laughs> Uh, she almost gets wished, but she doesn't. Yes, they. And this is a children's movie. 
And then, uh, and then, and then, you know, uh, uh, Calabasas, the last shot of him is just laughing and going, welcome to my treasure, Blackbeard. So, and then we cut to, like, a terrifying picture of Golden Blackbeard. Yeah, so, again, Blackbeard doesn't just, like, fall on his butt at the end of this or, like, have to walk the plank or, like, get a bucket on his head. He's transformed into gold and sealed in a tomb for thousands of years. Like, in either dead or alive in a unbelievable hell yeah. in which he can see everything and is conscious for his eternity in a room alone. Uh, and Calabasas is finally like, Finally, I have a roommate and yes. somebody to talk to. <laughs> okay, so someone has to vacuum and somebody has to handle the dishes. Now, uh, I, I tend to get a lot of corrosion on my hands, so if you want to take that, I can just look after the vacuuming. Rent is due on the first. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, the cave closes so that Indiana Jones can fight the Nazis over it later. Yep. Um, outside, uh, they decide, hey, we, we all survived that. Why don't we consult the book as to what happens next? Yes. And it looks like it's the end of the book. It does. Yeah. And this is the thing where he's he pulls out the book to get more instructions. And you keep telling me this is all about uh, the moral is you got to read. Yeah. And don't run away from home. Yes. <laughs> I think... This is really a movie that's trying to teach men that it's important to read the instruction manual. Oh, I see. A real a real commentary <laughs> on home improvement is what you're saying. Because he's literally not doing anything but reading what happens and what he's supposed to do next. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, even less agency. It's just, I guess I'm just going to buy the player's guide for this game and read the guide regardless of whether I'm stuck or not so I just know what to do. <laughs> oh my god um anyway he decides to say goodbye to lily it's the best adventure she's ever had uh, they they have to take her back to the ocean before she dries out and there's this one wide shot just the master shot of just of just all of them carrying her in her blanket out into the store like running away from the camera just like one shot yeah. of them running away from the camera it's like the end of birdemic where they're just standing there on the shore looking at the the birds on the uh, yeah, yeah, the flag. horizon for about eight minutes. Yeah, they just run far, but then we hear their voices like clearly dubbed in. Just like, okay, here you go. Oh, that feels so much better. Yeah, I bet it does. And then we get like, they've all, the only setup they have in the surf is ZTB and Lily like <laughs> in the surf where they can kiss goodbye. Oh my god, um, best adventure I ever had, Jack. Which is yes. something you have to say to every male, uh, yep. no matter how bad the sex was. Woof. Uh, woof. <laughs> that's what this movie brought me to. It's just like. We are just stoking the male ego in this movie. That's magic, Landon. The male <laughs> ego is magic. I, there's truth to that. Um, uh, something to remember me by. She hands him something. I have no fucking clue what it was she handed him. Yeah, a little... It, like, it did not play into the movie before this moment. It's like the size of like a marshmallow. and Just by context clues, I would say it's a shell, but... I, there's, it looked like it could have been a rock. Did we get a close-up on it? Hell no. No, no time for that. We spent we spent our close-up money on the Tiki Golem. Uh, they kiss uh, goodbye, and he gets embarrassed by it. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's that. Uh, then he meets up with the trio, and uh, apparently the magic, or not the magic, the carpet that he had dragged around. <laughs> the magic carpet. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought it was going to start to fly around at one point, but um, apparently it's encrusted Encrusted? Yeah, it's crusty. Crested or crusted? Crusted. What's the word there? Encrusted. 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 With jewels. Jewels, rubies, diamonds, and emeralds. And spun gold. And spun gold. Oh, I missed that part. Yep. Oh, yeah, no. The treasure they were looking for all along was right there. In the treasure vault. Yeah, so exactly where they expected it to be. <laughs> uh, so the moral of the story <laughs> is don't run away from home, read, and when you're looking for buried treasure, uh, 
why not uh why not why not go after the carpet in the corner don't don't go for the don't for the gold pieces don't don't fuck with calabasas yeah, just grab the just grab the nearest carpet and run this is last crusade rules it's not the most uh, flashy thing in the vault it's uh the thing that has the most uh, personal value i don't that, know what, that's what not is... the carpet of a carpenter <laughs> <laughs> oh no i'm turning into a nash monster you chose um, poorly okay what where the fuck are we he hand, he's like oh you know what uh, actually on second thought i think the uh I think you could do better with this treasure to yeah. get you ingratiated with your king. Yeah, and you can get you can go back home to your mom who you ran away from. Yep, and you know the, I'll give it to this. Give it, give this. Oh fucking hell! I'll give this movie this. It does not waste a lot of time on goodbyes. No, no, it is. Because <laughs> he's like, have your have your rug. It'll be good for you. And they're okay, like, bye. They're like, you're a true buccaneer. Okay, well, that's uh, being that's the mark of a true buccaneer giving your treasure to us. <laughs> Uh, then we get another. We don't actually see the portal shot here. Um, no, no, we don't. They, they all just kind of gather by the boat. Rule and he, of twos. We can't go beyond that. Yeah, exactly. And they, he drops his book on the ground. Oh, also, uh, Saperstein and the other two, uh, the other two pirates come up and ask to join the Buccaneers crew now that their pirate is dead or yeah. the pirate captain is dead. And um, yeah, and so he steps on his book, and. Um, uh, well, guys, this is adios. It throws on the book. Why does it have to be on the floor? Why does the book have to be on the floor? I don't know. Yeah. We never got the answer to that. Fourth um, moral of the story, stand in your books. He also gives the lighter to Dumas earlier on. Uh, Dumas oh, yeah. says, oh, we always will have this. You know, yeah. This is our Paris. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll always have leopard. So apparently you can leave a physical item in a fictional land. What happens to that lighter in this scenario? Does it <laughs> dissolve? Does it follow him th- back through the portal? I, he gets to the future, and uh, and A, uh, he can't light up any joints, and B, uh, <laughs> Dumas is like a warrior god prince who's formed a dystopian world because he had access to lighter technology. <laughs> D- Dumas also reveals like some very blatant world building that oh, I'm going to go to Port-au-Prince to meet whatever my lady, and it like and and then. ZTB realizes right before he transports, like, oh, you're you're the housekeeper's ancestor. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. I, Jesus Christ. What? <laughs> right at the end, this thing broke me. Um, did you not realize that at first? No, I did. I just forgot about it, and I got caught up in a note that I don't want to bring up anymore. Yeah, we gotta we gotta crush this. Uh, so all of a sudden, he sucked back home. Um, no, he definitely sucks. He's back in bed, and mom comes in to wake him in the middle of the night, like moms do to their children. This is very much coked out mom moments. <laughs> like this is very much guilt guilt tripping coked out mom. Jack, honey, Jack, I gotta tell you something. You're never gonna believe so, what happened. Listen, uh, I was at the interview, and uh, you never believe this. They asked me what my greatest accomplishment was, and hold on, uh, he's coming. <laughs> Uh, I was ready. I had an answer all prepared. And then I, all of a sudden, I couldn't think properly. I couldn't think properly. <laughs> and then, okay, but but then then it, all of a sudden, it was clear. It was clear. It was clear. Mom, 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 what? what? <laughs> <laughs> I wrote up this whole business plan. We're going to sell hats. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> but she does, in fact, tell. They asked what her greatest accomplishment was. And she just, I just blurted out, my son. I just blurted out, it was Jack. And everyone's just looking at me like I was crazy. And I just knew that I had to come home and be with you instead of this. And now, first off, why would anyone look at you when you're cra- like, what's your greatest accomplishment? Well, that would be my, my son, Jack. The response in a job interview was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the response landed looking at me like with, with the shock and horror of like, you pervert. 
But no, like the response in a job interview is going to be like, oh, that's oh, that's sweet. Oh, that's yeah. really nice. I love my son too. Not like, well, well here, we, we all killed our children as soon as we started at, at, at Sacrifice of Isaac Corp. Um, but So did she just like intentionally bomb this interview be- she, to go home with her son? She I th- Like the way she tells it, she just like ran home from the interview because it was more important to hang out with him instead. And this is the thing. This is irresponsible. It does. Because. Who's going to pay for Lucretia? Yeah, who's going to pay for Lucretia or the nice house or the or the new Game Boys or all the other millions of things? Also, like, here, so here here's the here's what the movie has taught us. Okay, it's oh, it's um, don't run away. Yep, read. Yes, and uh, you're the center of the universe, and you should always expect your parents' undivided attention. <laughs> if your parents are not sacrificing. Uh, any sort of advanced yep. you know, career advancement prospects, even one that will pay for your college education and lead to the betterment of your life, they are bad parents. Yes, uh, you need a pirate adventure to figure that out. And uh, never supplant jambalaya for pizza. No, no, other way around. Pizza for jambalaya. Yeah. Well, because no, this wait, is other way around again. I, I had it right the first time. Landon, the magic is making <laughs> me dizzy. Which is the jambalaya poison or is the pizza poison? Which one are you trying to? Okay, get so it's that's inconceivable. This is my theory for this whole movie: is that uh, <laughs> whatever dinner she made him when he was playing Game Boy, she actually drugged it. Yes, <laughs> and then gave him like stimuli uh, in this book, which she knows she just got this book at Walmart. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like, this is going to send him down. It's like magic mushrooms and whatever. <laughs> He was having, uh, and he's like, I don't want to fucking deal with this kid. I'm going out <laughs> to this scene, hang out I, in the you know tailgate. I've, I've got to go. I've got to go uh, film a new commercial for my tarot reading over the phone <laughs> service. Uh, yeah, no, so he, he's just been hallucinating this whole movie. Kid, you want to run away? Why don't you run away from your own sense of reality in time and space, like we did watching this movie? Oh my but, god. So, you know, so the maid comes in to see mom and uh, ZTB sitting together and mom says, hey, you know, I decided that I'm that it's more important that we that we hang out tonight. So could you actually whip us up some dinner? And there's a you know ringing of the doorbell and the maid says, I figured you two needed a date night. So I ordered you a pizza and ZTB and his mom say, cool. And the maid laughs. And I'm thinking like, okay, so then we're, they're going to go open the door and the pizza man is going to yeah, be I Sa- thought, Saperstein. I thought or, it was going to be a Wizard of Oz ending. It, it's going to be Saperstein or it's going to be uh, or it's going to be Lily. And also, it's not a Wizard of Oz ending. It's a Time Bandit's Sean Connery's The Fireman ending. But, that you know, it could be either one. <laughs> uh, but no, the maid just smiles and we wipe to black and the credits roll on the... The best movie ever made? Best movie ever made. I figured you two needed a date night, so I ordered you a pizza. Cool. End of the movie. Perfect. The the movie, the climax of this movie, the, the last thing this movie leaves us with is the notion that they will be receiving a pizza soon. And what better uh, vote of optimism can you go out on? No, truly, truly. There's no even no, if the world was ending. If yes. there's a knock on the door and it's a pizza man, yeah. that's a happy ending. Yeah, the the four pizza men of the apocalypse. <laughs> they all have olives and anchovies. Oh. oh. Yeah, so um, to bring it back to my original point, Magic Island is a 1995 movie about a boy who wanted to run away. <laughs> that is extremely true. And thus, uh, I mean, do you want me to ask you how you felt about this movie? I feel like we... <laughs> We've, I, haven't we done enough? I just want to leave it a mystery. I want to leave it a mystery, yeah. <laughs> 
I want people to guess how I feel about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we've not talked about it at any length or in any detail. I, I'm deeply uh, nervous and embarrassed to check this off on Letterboxd. I'm, oh God, I'm deeply disturbed <laughs> and embarrassed to put this podcast up online and have people know we spent over two hours talking about this movie. Uh, uh, and on top of the hour and a half it took to watch it. Fake news, fake news. Uh, I don't ever want to spend four hours with Magic Island ever again. No, I never do either. So, um, have we escaped from Magic Island? Uh, you know what usually saves us? What? Is a little outro. Ah, yes. And, uh, it'll go something little like this, I guess. Jing, 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 jing. <laughs> uh, grunt work is made possible by people like you, I think. Maybe not after this episode. Yeah, all Patreon's <laughs> gone. So Podcast ripped off the internet by the FCC. If you, uh, I was going to say enjoyed, I'm going to say tolerated today's show. If you're uh, still there. <laughs> is anybody out there? Uh, <laughs> you want to help us create uh, not even even better, just better just content. Con- yeah, just, just content. <laughs> Consider becoming an official Grunthead sponsor over at our Patreon. Yes, which is a great website where you can get access to... Uh, <laughs> For as little as $1 a month, you'll get, get access, access to, to our, our exclusive, exclusive bonus, bonus content. <laughs> like our weekly Grunt Work episodes. Grunt, yeah, Grunt, Grunt Work Nights. Nights. Oh, yeah. wow, you corrected me. Yes, I Grunt Work Nights episode. I have a script in front of me. I, I, should have, I should have copied it because we've done that a few times. <laughs> All right. Uh, my my overseers are pushing double speed on me. Um, if you decide to subscribe at one of our higher tiers, you can get access to uh, some additional Grunt Work Nights benefits. Uh, and you can do all of it, all of that over at patreon.com slash gruntworkpod. Uh, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts wherever you listen to your shows. It's the fastest, easiest way to support us, and it really does go a long way to help others find the show. So please take a moment and tell others why you love the show. Stop by to say hi to us on Twitter or Instagram at gruntworkpod. Uh, you can find information on today's website on our website. Oh, episode on our website. <laughs> Which is www.gruntworkpodcast.website. <laughs> While you're there, you can sign up for... Our weekly newsletter. I'm running out of steam. And uh, until next week when we bring you another super secret movie. Ooh. I've been Truman Caps. I've been Landon Solano. And remember, don't run away. Read. And your parents should only be paying attention to you. I ordered us a pizza. Cool. Cool.